Welcome everybody to podcast number 133. We kind of have a special podcast here. We're going to fly by the seat of our pants. So many <laughs> guests coming in and going. Um, if you haven't heard, I know not all the provinces do it, but most of the provinces have their open provincials on Easter weekend. And uh, Five Pin Universe was happy to uh, host some live streaming for the Alberta provincials. And there was live streaming going on in Newfoundland, Ontario, Northern Ontario. Um, I didn't see anything from BC, but, um, there was was so much going on in the weekend. Okay, perfect. They did as well. So, so much going on, so much bowling to watch. Hopefully everybody got their fill of, uh, competitive elite bowling for the the past week. Um, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? I know Daryl, you were, you were part of the management team directing everything going on on the weekend and Timmy, you were involved in a, a winning team, but, uh, DB, get your thoughts on how it all went and yeah, well, I mean, it was a fun weekend, you know, and obviously engaging and and talking and doing some of the live commentary across the country, or or for Alberta, you know, some of the people were commenting, uh, you know, Northern Ontario is doing this or Ontario is doing this or uh, you know Manitoba, of course, with the snowstorm happening, and it was kind of fun just to sort of interact. We didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of the stats from across the country, but. And that's what's exciting about tonight at the end of the Saturday or Sunday, all the winners start coming in and we start putting together a show and, you know, getting some mm-hmm. of our friends in and having to recap across the country of all the, the provincials. So um, it was a fun weekend, man. And and obviously I didn't get to bowl, but involved with Edmonton as a manager and then setting up the cameras and moving those around. Everybody's respectful. I mean, this is the future, man. And, and you just said it, Carrie. everybody's doing some sort of a live stream. Um, so to be part of that, I mean, cutting edge and just pushing the boundary and pushing the, the doors, uh, it's fun and, and happy to be a part of it. So I had a great weekend for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we'll probably talk more about the team and, and the results oriented when we go to Alberta. But uh, I, I think as a first time, I mean, we've done it with the tour, but first time 5P Universe ran the Provincial Opens. And, and I know uh, to, to some of the best capacity we've ever had uh wise uh the commentary you guys all enjoyed that that was brand new i know daryl had a bunch of people in there and every time i looked around the where we were set up in the booth there was somebody else back there and um from all different walks of life and all different part of the zones i think you guys met uh what robert robert doodle and dusty doodle i mean those yeah, guys, yeah, the boys those guys were the hits right so yeah yeah they, well, they uh, came on. Gerald came on. Katie Rayner and Jen Baldwin did fantastic when they were yeah. on. You know, Melinda Brad, came on. Bradley Tickett was doing it too. Yeah, Bradley Tickett and Michaela was on. Um, you know, Henry and Robert Robert were there from the Average Pros. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was cool, and it was you know people need to be comfortable with commentary, and it was really just talking about it, and it was fun to do it, and obviously a lot easier when there was people in front of us to talk about the six lanes rather than just the one on camera. So. It was uh, it, it was fun for sure. It was uh, yeah, and Jen was awesome, right? She's just so perfect to get her. Her voice is so cute on the microphone in there. It was really good <laughs> ad for sure. Um, yeah. She was really good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And uh, how if it, anybody that was in there, Bonnie Dune was great. They helped set up for us. Um, I think they ran extension cords every four lanes, and so uh, we were able to uh, move things a little bit easier and, and keep things charged. Uh, I know that we had, uh, they gave us two rolling carts that they use for bottle yeah. pickups and stuff. And it, it was awesome. So if you wanted to move it over while another match is going and maybe one's getting blown out or one was more important, we, could, we were able to do that. Yeah. Right. And um, I, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool for us to be able to do that. 
And uh, I know there's tons of people, like even my casual Tuesday night league came up to me and said, man, we were glued to that all weekend long, right? <laughs> well, Thursday and night, I, was like, I think people were watching yeah. it. That was their TV show on Thursday night. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy. And, you know, and the whole place is packed, right? <laughs> so uh, it was d- double. It was great. Well, let's start a GoFundMe account to get us to Newfoundland first here. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, five pin universe in Newfoundland Nationals. That's the goal. <laughs> um, yeah. So since we're talking about Newfoundland, our host for the Nationals, we might as well start over there and uh, kind of go over their results and bring in. Uh, we unfortunately have one guest from Newfoundland. We all know it was short notice and it's probably pretty late there already, but we're happy to bring in Mr. Brad Glynn. Welcome to the show. How's Thanks, John. Good to see you. Yeah, and obviously, congratulations to you, Brad, on the men's team and saw your post. So I know you're a friend of the show. It was a quick, easy ad to, to message you to see if you're able to come on and help us recap Newfoundland, buddy. Yeah, and I'm on call tonight, so I'm up till 12 o'clock anyway, so it was no ad on to my evening. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Um, well, where do we want to start, guys? Do we want to start uh, what the format uh, Brad from Newfoundland, do you do the, the singles qualifying on the Wednesday first or what was, and then you do the teams and then the step ladder after, or where do we want to yeah, start? You? So uh, I'll start where you want to start. Carrie, you pick, you're the, you're the leader here. What, what this, did you do? Oh, hey, did you do so, singles qualifying before? Yeah, we did singles qualifying on Wednesday. The step ladder waits till Saturday. Okay. So how did these, how did the singles qualifying go on the, on that breakdown? I think we've got the singles, the list, uh, there. Um, of that qualifying it uh it went great you know i'll start with the women's it was really a three-horse race for the last or for first overall with two games left uh courtney lucas and erica murphy who've had a lot of success in our province and nationally were about 30 pins up on katie wells who's a newcomer to the adult bowling scene but she represented newfoundland for about five years in the youth challenge and she banged the 680 her last two games to qualify first over the other uh to women it was absolutely unbelievable to watch anyone who's who's a veteran knows her dad sean wells who's probably oh, yeah. one of the best in the history of the country and she's the exact same way she's level she's calm she threw that 375 in game nine there and and you wouldn't have known whether she had a 210 or a 420 um i was on the lane with her and it was absolutely unbelievable to watch so that's how she kind of hooked double life um which was which was impressive to see for someone in their first open and and the house we bowled at the scores for the singles don't dictate it. Uh, Holly Lane's an unbelievably tough house right now. Only two guys over two sixty there, um, so the scores really surprised us for the singles um, on both the women's and the men's side. Yeah, and the men's wow! Looking at Shane Chafe and his qualifying for top ten games three oh three average. That's a that's huge. Yeah, it was it was wild. He kind of got hot from games five to nine. I threw a fifteen seventy five and lost eighty pins on him. Wow, you sure <laughs> did. Yeah, um, which you know was just miserable because you know Shane certainly let me know that that day and the next day. <laughs> you know, I'm probably, I'm probably going to get a text here in about two minutes, remind me of it again. Yeah, but he was. He's probably sitting here wondering why didn't he get invited for the show, right? Well, yeah, there's and, there's and, multiple reasons why he doesn't get invited. Sorry, so. sorry, Shane. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> yeah, but 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 game eight there was really interesting in the men's. He shot a three ninety one, and I came out of the shoot on seven. Uh, which was really fun. I ran into a few punches then the game, so I didn't finish it very well. But but it was just a great competition. Again, the scores there were quite high. Again, we were expecting maybe there were some guys thinking under 260 was going to qualify for the step ladder, 255, 256, because of the way the house was. 
But going into the last game, from spots four to 11, there was only a 60-pin gap. And even by the seventh frame, there was probably still about six guys with a look at the at the – at the at the stepladder and four guys got up in 10 with a chance to put themselves in one of the final two right. spots yeah wow, cool okay then let's go with the uh the stepladder results for the singles let's finish off the teams there so top five obviously would have made stepladder um yeah. you don't have to start from the beginning we don't have those stats handy to put up there yeah. but maybe quickly oh, good. so so, so the women's, uh, Erin Morty ran from the five game to the two game, and she actually only got in because Melissa Manor was fifth and, and chose not to play because she won on the mixed. Um, and then she lost the two three game to Courtney Lucas, and Courtney Lucas and Katie Wells played in the finals. And again, both under 25, we're going to play in the finals 25 times in the next 30 years in Newfoundland. Um, they're just both unbelievable talents. And Katie kind of took it to Courtney early in the game. Um, and she kind of sold it up uh, in one game. It was it was it was not anticlimactic, but Katie came out really hot, and Courtney just couldn't close the gap, so she took it took it on her. Uh, in the men's, uh, Mike Maloney, who's won two of the past three men's titles, uh, uh, made it to the two three game against me. Uh, I was lucky to get by Mikey, and then me and Shane had a bit of a close game. I struck seven and eight. Uh, he got up in nine and ten, and I probably needed a punch or a chop miss spear, uh, probably to have a look. But but he put me to bed with a strike nine, strike ten, strike eleven, uh, to kind of close it out. So the step ladders didn't really see any super close games. The the people who who probably deserved to win last week won. You know, Shane averaging three oh five is it's hard to see that guy lose in in a one or two game situation when he did all that work on Wednesday. I really love what Alberta does having the the stepladder Wednesday afternoon. I know the person always doesn't keep running hot through the stepladder, but at least it gives them a chance to do that while they're still in that moment. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to both of those winners. Um, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, that's the scheduling difference with in Alberta. It, it makes it a lot easier to get it all done on the Wednesday. It makes the nights on Friday and Saturday even a little bit uh, less. But I, I see the value in both sides. And I think we've had that conversation many times here on this. What's what's better, right? But it really comes down to scheduling. Yeah. And, and for us, it's a little tricky, just real quick, because because we allow mixed bowlers playing the singles too. And if yeah. you did the step on Wednesday night and a mixed bowler won it, They'd had you'd know they were making a decision about if they were going to stay on a mixed team going to nationals. So so right now our logistics doesn't really allow. But I still think it's better in the in the more fair way to do it for that bowler who was running hot. You know, uh, four days is a long time to wait to close that deal. Nice. Uh, and then how about uh, let's go over to the team division. So we've got uh, there was three divisions. Obviously, women's division. I'm looking it up, and there's only two teams in the women's and then there was full zones in the men's and full zones in the ladies so and or in the mix uh yeah so start there so, with mix on the screen it carry hopped over to the ladies let's stay there you know you say only two zones oh, but that's the first yeah. time we've had more than one women's team um in uh in eight years uh 2014 was the last time we had more than one women's team you know uh, Newfoundland bowling went through a bit of a time and and the holiday women's were were pretty much anointed since that point in time. So it was great to have two teams. Uh, it, it ended up being a little bit of a lopsided battle, which I think shocked almost everybody. Um, the the team that lost got a lot of good young talent. They had two strong veteran bowlers. Um, and I think average-wise, the team that won from Plaza Bowl out of Metro 3, probably average-wise had the stronger bowlers. But most of us had it go into game 12 or game 13, 
but but Thursday morning the Plaza team Metro Three there came out hot seven eight seven, um, yeah. and and in a just a straight up and this is more more like your model, but you're playing each other game after game. It's a race to fifty six, and you've got you've got twenty two points put in the bank um, after three games. That's a that's a hill that starts to look pretty insurmountable pretty quickly. Uh, but it was just great to see a women's competition occurring again, and I think you know, I think. Nine of the 12 bowlers were under 30. So, again, great for our sport to see that young talent out there. You know, Erica Murphy on the on the team that won is 33 or 34, and she's the she's the veteran on the team. Now, obviously, you've got two teams there. Does the does it get boring playing against each other, or are they like, yeah, it is what it is, and they know that that's what's – I got to be honest. You'd have to ask them. It certainly seemed like they have fun. You know, it ended pretty early on day two when they stayed competitive – yeah. Um, you know, they stayed professional, but they were certainly having laughs. Um, you know, I hope both zones continue to keep having women's teams. They've got the capacity. We've got zones here that have the capacity to have women's right. teams and choose not to. And that's that's a that's a pretty heated topic, which I'll leave for right now. Um, so it's it's just great to see it. I'm sure it gets hard. Melissa Manor often talks about it. it. Just the momentum swings can be so much. And you're really, if you're on the one hole and you're that leadoff bowler, you're playing someone 12, 13 times. And that. You know, you want to build a rivalry. There you go. Uh, yeah. um, that, that's how you go about it. That's good. Uh, and then you got the mixed division there, so that's good. There's lots of division, lots of teams there. You got yeah. So, gamut. so what we do is we let we let zones put in more than one mixed team, and 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 I still think it's the right choice. You know, again, varied opinions because you know some teams are less competitive, but everyone was happy to be there. Um, and you know, the the Metro One team from Holiday Lanes went whatever it was, 15 and one or 16 and one, they just kind of, they ran through the competition. The four teams that made the step ladder had a bit of a gap. There wasn't a lot of a drama the last couple of games of the, of the round robin. Um, so you kind of knew that there was two, three teams that were going to be strong. Um, I still think the gap there was a little surprising, but Holiday Lanes was an unbelievably tough house on the second day. There were 60 odd games played and 30 out of them were sub a thousand. And these are these are teams that shouldn't be throwing sub a thousand. Um, so it, the house just it got sticky. Um, they had to stop losing a lane. There was some ball return machines and all that builds right a long day, um, first tournament in three years, and it just you could tell it was impacting the people. So those people with a bit more experience uh, were certainly on those top three teams, and and they've got that ability to handle that because they're they're well practiced in it. Night and no step ladder, right? So the no, there, there, there was a step ladder here, and again, okay. um, the, the team that qualified third ended up running up to the top. Actually, the finals was unbelievably close. Um, there were strikes running down for both teams in ten in some spots. Um, the team that won the the Metro one team from Holiday got a little bit of a lead in the two hole position. Their bowler uh, they either threw ten and eleven or they struck out. Uh, and then Billy Woods uh, for the team that lost got up and left a corner. Uh, in 10 and a guy Brandon Tibbs who's a young good bowler from our province got up and threw the strike in the four hole which kind of put it to bed uh, at that point in time but a really really great match a lot of momentum swings a lot of intensity nice and now they'll get to defend at home yeah nice congrats there and then over to the men's division and you were successful on the top as well so you are you on the the f number one team qualifier and then obviously yeah, yeah, step, step yeah so yeah, so we're the number one team that qualified. It was a great week. You know, game game nine or ten there, we had a chance to kind of sew up double life early in the day, and we got taken to town 8 nothing <laughs> by the team that qualified second. Uh, we came out flat, and they kind of 
they took it to us. And then we got some some big shots from some guys on our team the rest of the afternoon. We had three games uh, make it into the 10th tight. Um, a guy, Mike Hallett, who was on a national silver medal mixed team, threw a couple shots for us. A guy, Ray Dunphy, who's been away a few times for some shots. And, and I was lucky enough to throw a shot to to close out a game. So we finished six points up, but but it was it was quite a close afternoon. And again, that zone that qualified second Metro three hasn't hasn't really had a, a men's team that's been competitive and made the step ladder in 20 years. Um, almost. Um, so it was, it was really just good to see. And then the step ladder on, on, uh, on Saturdays, uh, a really young team from paradise lanes, bowling out of Metro four, uh, beat St. Pat's who's got some veterans, you know, Dave and junior, Stephen Brown, some guys on the team. Um, then the Plaza team who's do have some guys that, you know, Scott Thurston was on a gold medal team from 2014. Mitchell Williams been away to a lot of masters. He's played singles. He's played teams. Uh, they got by them. They took double life on us um, in the first game. And then about the seventh frame of the second game, I thought they had us. They had a couple of doublers on the board and they had a strike on the board. And I thought they were going to take us to the cleaners. Uh, they threw a couple of really good shots and left a couple of corners. Uh, and Mike Maloney in the four hole with the veteran leadership threw a four bagger to kind of save the day for us. Um, and kind of sneak us through both teams incredibly tight throughout the game. Scores weren't great, but, but you know, that, that, that time away from competition was very, very evident. You know, that ability to calm yourself, that ability to stay in the moment. There was lots of pacing from guys, lots of nervous shots. You could just feel the energy, but it was just great to be at it again. Um, so my big question for you, how, how did it feel uh, doing this for Bobby O? I know it was, was a big, great, big thing know, for was- you guys, right? It was it was an incredible week, you know. Me and Melissa Manor and, and Julie Hughes had a had a chat going all week, and and it was just really nice, you know. Our zones had a lot of success. That's ten of sixteen men's wins for us. Uh, no other zone has two, and that's more than two in that sixteen year period. Though so, um, we wanted to win. It was a holiday. It was in his lanes, and it was just it was just really really great to do it. It there's there's an added poetic thing. The Nationals are here again, and of course, Tim, as you know, that's where we managed to to win yeah. the gold for pro especially got inducted to the hall of fame at the awards banquet on Saturday night. So it was, it was an emotional week, you know, for, for us. And, you know, guys aren't always the most emotional, but the guys on our team who played with Bob, you know, we had our moments, we were open about it. It was, it was just really great. And it was, it was, it was better just to see everyone in the lanes again, you know, it was, it was so good to be there. And, you know, you were talking about the streaming and stuff. I'd come home from bowling and watch more bowling and just watch people get yeah. strikes of Bonnie yeah. Dune all day long. I was like, <laughs> I really don't want to play this Edmonton team in Bonnie Dune. I don't know if I want to go to the Masters. In Alberta right now. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that was the best part of it all was just getting to enjoy being back at it as I'm sure ye all felt. Um, and the streaming, the professionalization of it, the, that, you know, you guys and Kerry have, have kind of spearheaded and other provinces are picking up, you know, you should really be doing courses with people about how to do this well and about what it needs to look like because it's the way to grow the sport and and people watch. Yeah, they sure do. Let's uh, let's bring in Craig Ford there. Uh, Brad, stick with us. So let's bring in Craig. I know you're um, also from Newfoundland. Welcome to the show, Craig. Obviously, the chairperson for the C5 Nationals. Uh, they're coming up, obviously, for you, watching Provincials happening and now all these stats coming in must be exciting. To, the people are looking forward to coming there for Nationals coming up. Oh, you're just on mute. Let's unmute you there. 
well, what's today? Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I lost track of the days because I've just been – provincials flo- floated right into national prep. So um, I haven't even had a chance to, like, finalize the stats yet. It's just been so crazy with stuff going on. But it's been three years in the making. We booked our hotel originally for 2021 and 2018. So we're we're four years into the planning session now. We're we're ready. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. I think everybody across the country too. They've looked at the dates and say, "When is when is the trip to Newfoundland happening?" So they've been they've been counting down the years and the months and the days too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had multiple conversations with Brad uh, just about getting back to the lanes and having friendship and everything. Just it, it's like I've picked up where we left off. Nice. It's exciting. Now, obviously, at nationals, uh, we'll play. Everybody plays mul- all the houses. Because you, you can't have it all in one place, right? So you yep. have to play. We're, we're actually able to use it all in one center this year. Uh, Plaza Bowl is a 36-lane house synthetic. Okay. So, so everything's happening at Plaza. Just schedule works out great. Nice. Yep. Easy from an organization and a transportation standpoint, doesn't it? It makes it a lot easier. Because last time we had it in 2013, I believe Paradise Bowl was open for less than a year. Um we had every center basically in the metro area going, yeah. Yeah, and then holiday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Um, any other key star moments that you guys want to mention from your Newfoundland provincials here this last weekend? We don't want to make sure we miss and skip over anything that you need to need to mention. Um, there was a lot of great bowling. There was three four hundreds within the first six games at the singles. Um, Mike Maloney had a four oh eight. Mitch Pope had a four oh eight. Stephen Brown had a 416. Um, like Brad said, we didn't expect Holiday to score that well. Um, it kind of held true to the typical scoring on the second day, but uh, and, and third day for that matter. But uh, no, it was great to just get everybody back on the lanes and kind of give that sense of normalcy again, even if there was some mask wearing and stuff going on. Kind of just to have it there is the main thing. Yeah, Absolutely. got it done. And how about for you, Brad? Anything else we want to make sure we mention? No, I, I just I'm again thrilled with the, the the young talent in our sport. I remember 2012 I played, and I was 28, um, and there was two guys younger than me in the whole event. Um, and I, I looked across our bowling alley last week, and and there was. Five hundred. So, so that was the highlight of the week for me. Is feeling like the sport was in good hands. Uh, I'm coming up, and then I don't know more. Um, I do maybe cracking touch base before we we head out about uh, some highlights of what we can expect for Open Nationals. Like, what's the slogan? What's what's going to yeah, be so- on, on the provincial night or anything like that? Yeah, so a uh, big shout out to Sarah Kennedy from Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, where she's playing out of Ontario. She actually qualified uh, with the Niagara Peninsula region. Um, she designed our logo, so it's uh, having a time. That's our. Um, it's kind of an homage to a Donnie Dumphy video. If you want to look it up, you probably won't understand it, but <laughs> it's there. Um, our theme is for the provincial night is. Uh, Newfoundland cabin party screech in, so you can't come to Newfoundland without a screech in. Fun. 
Well, it's going to be a great time. So uh, good on you guys. Congrats. Got your tournament done under the way. Congrats to you, Brad. And obviously, Craig, best of luck in running a massive, uh, you know, successful nationals. Uh, I know it'll be great. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks for having me. Guys. All right. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk to you later. All right. Uh, should we just jump straight into uh, Southern Ontario? They're all waiting patiently. They uh, are. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks uh, to Newfoundland. Go for it, Kerry. Perfect. All right. Well, we might as well bring in a singles champion first. So, yeah. ladies champion, Jen Young. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, Jen. <laughs> and then um, from the men's team champion, we have John Cowan. And hey, mixed guys. team champion, right? Mitch Davies? Mixed, mixed team. Mixed team, baby. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um Obviously, let's start with Jen. Uh, huge, huge accomplishments. Uh, Jeff is your biggest fan. He's all over social media, posting everything about you. He's such a <laughs> such a huge yeah. supporter. How does it feel? Yeah, he's giving me the guns right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about we share a single step or a single qualifying here? So you guys do the same thing, right? Wednesday is the singles qualifying. Yes. And then oh. step and then step ladder at the end of Saturday as well. Yeah, yeah, we do um, five games Wednesday, five games Thursday, and then step ladder on Saturday. Oh, okay. Five games Wednesday, five games Thursday. That's an interesting. That's a different one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it looks like your first five on Wednesday would have been, you know, clear leader with a couple of threes in there. Yeah. Yeah. So run that and down there, guys, down. or Mitch, or anybody, if you want to jump in. You know some of these names and recognizing some of these names of how do you think that would have gone. Obviously, Connie Ward, a past champion and, and great at the game, uh, ended up being first overall qualifier. Yeah, so I, I'll help you out here, Jen, a little bit. <laughs> so, Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so um, we actually, they had the singles on, on Wednesday night. I believe it started at 530. They had the walk-in around 430. Uh, for the champions of their zones. Um, I don't know, Jen, did you win your zone? I'm sorry. No, no. It was no, Sarah okay. Pellin. It was Sarah Pellin. Okay, so all the, the champion of each zone will do a walk-in, uh, and they'll present all the singles, the senior singles, the men's, the lady singles, and they'll walk them all in. Um, at 5.30, they'll start bowling, and they bowled at Maryville the first five games. Now, Maryville, a couple years ago, was really good scoring. Um, it looks like they've maybe neglected a little bit of black bases. So they're like really rounded down now. Uh, it wasn't as good scoring. You couldn't see the split spares and stuff like that. So Jen played extremely well. Uh, she was in first, obviously after the first five games, um, we went and watched a little bit. I was watching a little bit of Jen's ball it was really, it was really working, but for the guys, um, when the guys were up there, they, they really weren't scoring all that much. I think the top guy, yep. there wasn't even a 1400. Um, Maryville burned me Wednesday night. Yeah. So when I was watching Jen play her, uh, like that medium speed ball was carrying a lot more too. Um, yeah, Matt Montgomery just played really solid. Um, I've only met him maybe like a couple of times. Uh, Nathan saved his day obviously. And then Cody was, uh, Cody was just okay. Like I'm pretty sure the cut after the first day was like 1280 or so. It wasn't really much. Looks um, like a, a couple of 397 there for Matt, but then also Nathan finished both days strong 350, 399 there. Yeah. But those were the, the 353 was a was at Maryville, but the other ones were at Orleans. Okay. And or, yeah, so Orleans was actually really good scoring, in my opinion, is good scoring. 
Um, other guys didn't say so, but the, the, so all you can see the scores in the back half there from six to 10 were really good. Uh, Jen uh, obviously had a good consistent day there the second day, just enough to hold her off. I know Haley was right behind her. who's was a rookie uh, from York Simcoe. Not, uh, not too familiar with her, but she stayed right with Jen. And uh, Jen was able to just stay consistent in the last two games and stay ahead. And Connie, I believe Connie threw a double, eight, nine, and then like a corner spare or something like that to just edge out, uh, edge out Jen. We just made it over because we weren't bowling with them, right? We, we, we on yeah. Thursday, we're bowling mixed uh, in a different center than the men's and ladies were. So we were about 45 minutes away. Yeah, Jen, do you remember that uh, finish there? That I mean, obviously three points there at the end. Do you remember how that went down? Yeah, so no, I was bowling. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> I'm glad Mitch saw it because I'm clueless, absolutely clueless to it all. Okay, yeah, you, you obviously lost by three points. I just didn't know if there was uh, if you and Connie knew what was needed and what it was down to the end and the the point scenario on you know. You to... yeah. I didn't. She might have, but I didn't. Yeah. Connie would have known. Yeah, yeah, I'm Connie would have known. Yeah, Connie yeah. would have known. But uh, it was it was definitely a good battle like, to watch down the stretch uh, at Orleans, especially with it being a pretty good scoring. So you could like you could just see when they were put on the side, they'd probably score. Right. And then talk to us about the step ladder if we can get uh, step ladder results of how those because you would have Jen had to do a double win in the end, um, but would have had to play the two three match first. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first match it wasn't too rattled too much um it was the second match i mean that's a mountain to climb right so it was uh it was a lot of fun though i find this more nerve-wracking than bowling so Haley would have been three four then she came up i mean there uh you had the 249 to 194 so that wouldn't have been too bad but then your first yeah. match obviously a 317 to 267 so again you must have had a good solid uh, outing there uh, and then in the last one, 210 to 199. So that would have been some pressure grinding shots, I'm sure, at the end of that step ladder, what that looked like. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about the second game. It was a little rough. <laughs> the first one, I mean, you know you have to come out firing against Connie, right? So just get get yourself into the game and just try and try and stay ahead of her. That was that was all I tried to do. So um that's a quick question, Jen. Did you feel better about the 317 or the 210 to beat Connie, right? Like the the grind it definitely out to the three seventeen yeah the the two ten I mean I I gave it to her she just didn't quite finish I mean I, I thank her I I don't know the right way to say that but <laughs> it was right. uh, it, it was not a very good finish <laughs> for for either of us it was not a good finish so definitely felt better about the three seventeen and then over on the men's side looks like I mean obviously Matt Montgomery three seventy one to one seventy eight in the final guys what uh, what happened there John. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was still kind of celebrating, getting all the thanks <laughs> for the, the congratulations for, for what we did in the uh, in the team's final, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so it, it all kind of just was a blur. Um, I lost lost half of our team. I mean, Ian and, and uh, Coop had to go play their singles, and then about uh, 45 minutes later, Cooper uh, came back and said that he couldn't get the job done, and that was just kind of it. And let's keep celebrating. Wow. Congrats to Matt. Obviously, Matt must have done something pretty big in that last game. To well, he, he hit uh, the he hit the side twelve straight times. So uh, the okay. one thing I will say, like <laughs> he, he kind of did it quietly. I mean, like you yeah, didn't he's... really you didn't really hear anything, any big hoorah uh, from him. He did have a big bit of a support the the second five, uh, but it just 
didn't didn't see it coming. I did okay. playing alongside the whole time. It was kind of like a oh, well that's new. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's go to a different division. So John, let's go to the men's division first on this one. Um, you can run through the round robin a bit, uh, how what that looked like, and then even then go into step ladder for us. Um, yeah, I mean round robin. Uh, I mean it may not look like it per se, but we definitely we definitely got lucky um, to be in the position we were in. Day one, we were not great. We were just good enough. Um, so you know if, if the other team was throwing eleven twenty, we would have eleven thirty. Um, but we got kind of lucky that uh, that things kind of fell in our favor. Um, thankfully, Cooper and and, uh, and Ian playing four or five pretty much steady the whole way through. We're, we're lights out day one. So when we needed a shot, we had two guys who, who were on the button. Uh, day two is a little bit different. Um, a lot of the heat came from up top. Uh, I know I personally found it. Don't know where I found it, but it uh, wasn't there for singles at Maryville. But teams was a whole different story. Um, so it just kind of seemed like kind of the whole way through whenever we needed a shot, someone was there to, to get the ball rolling. Nice. Any, um, any key moments or you guys remember any big games in there that are worth mentioning or any, you know, uh, obviously it's you, Matt Montgomery's again, 367, the last game of round Robin, but, uh, anything that you remember in the, in the men's qualifying side, some big, um, some big threes in there. It looks like. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of scattered all along. Uh, like, like Mitch said, you know, when we were playing Maryville a few years back when everything was at Maryville, uh, if you thought about the middle, it was it was a strike. Um, and, and this time it was a little bit a little bit rougher, so it seems like a bit more consistent high scoring was uh, the first day at Orleans. Um, obviously, just panning over at the Hamilton team there, you see Dave Bentley and Cody were kind of lighting it up. Uh, yeah, at Orleans. yeah. Right? Like, I think going in when we were done our first five, the two of them were averaging close to 300 each. Um, our so buddy Jimmy Head of, there. I see Jim Head just ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, go. 250. Yeah, going in, you, you kind of you look at the names and you see all these guys who, who've got such impressive resumes. You, you kind of expected it to be, you know, you got to be at your best to beat them. Um, so, like I said, we got we got kind of lucky early on. We didn't have to be at our best. Uh, but we we're we we're just good enough. And then, uh, so though, right, the Torville brothers there. I remember, like, obviously, we talked about the competition that you were going to be having, and um, there was a lot of good teams that would have been there. So, yeah, and there's was, you guys uh, there to win. So you've got a 270 average there, finishing. Yeah, it was uh, it was not a pretty 270. I mean, after day one, I, I think I looked at it and it was like 223, which was yeah. just like mind blowing playing uh, playing Maryville at couldn't score or sorry playing Orleans and couldn't score because just a couple of weeks before it uh, our master set there yeah same thing it was just lights out just any good shot was anything even close to a good shot was was scoring um but day two really saved that number if you uh if you go look at the Heronia team there they were way better on paper than they performed that team absolutely underperformed they had Mike Torval Bobby Torval Andrew Wilkie Taylor Hanley and uh who was the other one? It was it was it uh, Andrew Wilkie? I guess or did I say that? Yeah, Andrew Wilkie. Oh, Dougie yeah. and Dougie. Like oh, yeah. that team was absolutely unreal, and they just had a bad fate, man. They I, I I had them as like the number three ranked team behind Central and Hamilton, and they just they just didn't uh, didn't perform. And then Durham obviously had just like a like a like a stellar lineup all the way down. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think that was the kind of conversation that uh, that we had in our team chat. You know, we may not have been the most uh, 
the most high profile talented team there but uh as far as depth goes we were just as just as strong as anybody out there um since you, you mentioned the Heronia team i know when we played them uh they just couldn't get it going you know mikey was lights out when he played them um i got the privilege to sit and watch it all go down because i got pulled pretty early um <laughs> but it just kind of seemed like they'd get on get on the left lane and there was five marks to get on the right lane and it was five unsparable shots um uh, and again we were it was day one at orleans and uh and our bottom two guys were firing when we needed them to hey johnny tell them about the stepladder they're gonna ask you they're gonna pull it up right here but tell them about the stepladder and how it went down in the finish uh it's it wasn't pretty but uh you know game one we, we weren't great uh Got, thankfully, we got our safety net there uh, uh, where we had to be beaten twice. Uh, game two, um, not just saying this as somebody who you know came out on top, but just as someone who, who appreciates bowling for what it is, I don't think it could have gone down any better um, where it came down to 10th frame. And, uh, and Julian Nadeau, he had, he had the nail in the coffin in his hand. We were pretty much dead even in totals. He had a double working. Uh, our five player, Ian, did not. He was working on nothing. Um, but we're the home team. Let's Julian go up first, and uh, he opens up with a head pin, giving him giving him room to to make a move with a strike, and that pretty much sealed it. And honestly, guys, uh, in that yeah. that last frame, Julian's on a double, and Ian was gonna go first. I was watching from the bar, and Steve pulls him back. The coach, Steve, pulls him back and says, "No, no, let him go first because it, it was all on his shoulders." And he said, "If he throws a if he throws a strike, it's over. If he throws a yeah. corner, it's over." If he does anything, it's over. And Steve let him go first. Julian just rushed up there and picked and and then gave Ian a chance. Ian still had to throw a mark too. It wasn't even like uh, it was like if Ian goes five, 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 they still lose. So Ian had to throw a strike, uh, the first ball there, or a corner, whatever, like a spare. But he did it. Uh, he, he I think he uh, fought some personal demons there himself. Because if you guys look at that that video of Eric Milne every year around this time. Okay. Johnny himself is in that was, video as I was well. In that video too, yeah. And so was Ian. Ian yeah. leaves up a bomb corner and gets roasted, and then gives Eric that chance to go win for his team to go to national. So it was fighting some personal demons, I think, for both of them there. So, do you think that's the experience of the coach and Steve Barker making that play happen? I, I honestly do. I, I yeah. when I was watching from afar and I saw him do it, I was like, "That's a veteran move." Yeah. That a boy, Barker. Yeah, I will say the one thing, um, you know, typically every year that I've played, uh, kind of have that one like head scratcher moment of why do you do this? Why do you do that? And uh, it's the first year that we haven't had it where it just kind of, you know, Barker did what Barker wanted to do and it generally seemed to work out. There you go. Veteran coach too. Good job. Uh, how about to the next division there, Kerry, as we keep moving along here? Um we're on to ladies there. So I don't even know who I, I know Niagara won, um, but who was on that team? What's the the names on there? Mitch, do you, if you know the name, buddy, buddy, you're I don't. Um, Sarah Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I know, I know, I know three of them. I know three of them, and three? I played this zone twice, uh, like like for for league. Um, Sarah Kennedy, I know. Obviously, you guys all know her too. Sarah Stevens is a young girl, but she's actually pretty. She's actually pretty good. She's like a 245, 250 player from Niagara, plays at Playmore. And then um, Vicky Robbins Vicky? is a – Yeah, is a um, – she plays teaching a lot. Uh, I, I've never really played with her, obviously. I don't know how else to say it. 
I, and I don't know Laura and I don't know Kayla and Lindsay Richardson's a young girl. So uh, fair to say that they, they necessarily weren't expected to win. Like, okay, is that l- fair? Yeah, well, let's, like, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. The, <laughs> the Hamilton ladies team should have won hands down. Okay, no awesome. questions asked. They <laughs> should have destroyed absolutely everyone. And right. they, they sucked. <laughs> they did. They, <laughs> they you, did. you look at their pinfall. They're, they're the highest pinfall. Yeah, all no, the teams, right? I know, I know. You could say pinfall all you want, but that team is way better than even that. Not even close to that. Like it's, it's unbelievable how good, how much talent's on that team, and they just didn't play well. Um, they should have mowed over over everyone. If you could like put odds on it, it probably would have been like minus five hundred. That's how good that team is, right? And Jen, at least we can yeah. say that. Okay, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they, if you look at their first day, they were just not good. Um, they. Yeah, they just didn't come together, I guess. They gave themselves a little bit of a run. They needed a seven the last game to put themselves in. And then once they got in, who knew what, what could happen? But uh, they took a five, and it was no good. Um, that central team has uh, four four or five good players on it, actually. It was like Charlotte, Melissa, Llewellyn, uh, Aaron Powers from Newfoundland. So it was actually funny because uh, Niagara was playing against um, – central in the finals but they both had an ex-newfoundlander on the team and then the coaches of course put them against each other in the final two game and said one of you guys is going home <laughs> wow <laughs> that's what happened i think he did that to them in the um the qualifying part too i'm pretty sure they oh, pulled each other oh did they yeah that's that's yeah, uh so, yeah. yeah and actually came down to melissa with a shot um, she needed a strike. She, she pushed out. It was over. Um, but both teams, I think in the step ladder for the women's, I think each team had like a buck 60 and a buck 80 in there somewhere. So it really wasn't on their shoulders. It just happened that way. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there was a bunch of teams that were kind of like around the same skill level. And then there was Hamilton, like there was probably five or six teams. Like Jen's team was right in that as well. Um, with grand river, they had like three or four strong bowlers. A lot of teams had three to four strong bowlers. They just didn't have the six-team uh, talent that, like, Hamilton did. So they should have – Hamilton didn't even make it to the step ladder. No. No, they didn't. No, they did not. <laughs> and, and they're definitely going to hear it now. <laughs> well, you know I what I mean? That was the game that our team actually – we actually stood up and bowled that game. I think that was the only game we really got together and threw. Yeah, I feel no, like that happens much. with a lot of teams, right, though? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you step up to play against the the big teams, the teams that you yeah yeah that you do not necessarily want to spoil. But yeah, you you know you're going to have to play good because they're the team to beat, right? So yeah. it yeah. just always yeah. seems to be a driving force in some of those matches, right? It's like the yeah, Central absolutely. Men's team, right? Apparently, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's flip over to the mixed side. All righty. We'll get into Mitch's, uh, you know, mixed mixed team win. Hey, add that one to the list. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, um, as a lot of a lot of people did predict our team to win, and you know what? There was a lot of variables that I thought going into this weekend that you had no idea about. Um, you know, Martin and Franny are a little older now. Uh, they're not maybe the players that they once were, but they can be that on any given day, right? We had th- uh, two 
two rookies. Um, one, like they practiced a lot. They did like, absolutely. And then like Melissa throws a really slow ball. Uh, we didn't know how her ball was going to react. We play a mountain and it's the same effect as Bonnie Dune where get the deflection, get the deflection all the time. Right. You can't yeah. throw a bunch of strikes. So she only averages like say two fifteen, but man, she probably hits 80%. It's, it's unbelievable. And so we got into a center where her ball was carrying both those centers and it was, uh, it was good to see. And then Cassie came alive the last two weeks or so for league. She, uh, she shot back to back eight fifties before we were about to leave and man, her ball was dynamite as well. So, um, right off the hop, uh, we struggled a little bit. Um, the first game I had, I had a three, I had a three eighty though, or something. And, uh, I think that was able to like kind of calm them down a little bit, just give them like a little bit of structure. And then I really was not that great. The rest of the way home I was maybe two forty something, nothing special. Um, looks like your uh, Martin's in there, but he had a huge last three games, which is nice. I mean, like when you, when you need the veteran to show up and you need to close the deal, he was there for you. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. We came together as a team. And like I said, you guys off, off air, um, it came down to the last two games. We weren't even, we had gone nine and one at that point and going into the game against central and we were actually losing. We weren't in first. So central was beating the crap out of teams and we weren't. Um, so it came down to that, that game against central basically. Cause our next game was against Bay Quinney and, uh, you know, Bay Quinney's not a really strong zone. So we were able to know like, Hey, if we win this game, we're going to be able to go to stepladder or, or go in the first place qualifier. And that's how it went down. And then, um, our girls, like I said, they, our girls really carried us, I believe. So then stepladder comes down to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Niagara was the, uh, the, the team that beat us early on in the, the, the actual tournament. So we were going up against them and they actually started off fairly well. Their uh, four spot board, their Duran started off from a four bagger. Um, and we were down probably about a hundred after five. And then I think we were up uh, going in the 10th frame. We go double, double, double. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was great showing by our, our women and Franny. Like they were, they were great. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and any other uh, key moments from all three of you just to wrap up Ontario that you saw or that was super special? I mean, obviously being back and playing again or just something that we don't want to miss if it's worthwhile saying. Um, I mean, one key moment uh, in the men's final, I think it was frame seven or eight, uh, Mark Gunneau put an absolutely beauty shot in the right pocket and uh, he got tapped on the left corner, but uh, it was tapped to the point where he was leaning on a pin that was sitting in the gutter. Where if this was last year, it's a strike, and this year it is not. So it was really, uh, it was a huge momentum swing. I think right after that, we came out and had four or five strikes in a row, and and you could see they were kind of just on their heels, um, which which obviously is huge in a game that was decided by I think fourteen. Okay, that I truly believe that was down because those bases are absolutely so rounded right now, it's ridiculous. They were off the base; it wasn't even on the base anymore. I didn't say anything, obviously, because it's not my match. But like, it was—I I think it was down. Yeah, I, I mean, it's—it's going to be an interpretation call still. But you well, know, you got substandard equipment behind the lanes there. That's yeah. the issue. I will say it's the only—it's <laughs> the only time all year I've seen where you can actually. That would never happen in Elmira. That would never happen there. 
you can actually be like, was the string holding it up? Yeah, but still not on the list, right? Yeah. I'll say it was a lot different. Oh, Randy Main says he's seen a picture of it. We need to, we need, we need picture proof. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it was a lot different playing the mixed division than it was the men's division. Um, a lot more friendly, you know, everybody's all happy and having a good time. And only one guy made me go throw in front of a pick. That's it. Only one guy. Uh, everyone else is like, no, I'll go finish. It's okay. You take your time. <laughs> it, it is totally different. It is. It's really different, man. But it was, it was a good experience. Uh, I really yeah. had fun. Mitch Davies, a mixed team lifer now. That's it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> drop down, are you, in the qualifying? Yeah. If you're fourth, fifth, or sixth and don't have a shot at singles, you're dropping to mix. Is that the plan? Well, I hope we can just make our own teams. I think that's a good spot to wrap up the South yeah. Ontario uh, <laughs> hot take yeah. there. Okay. Uh, you guys have awesome, a good day. Hey, have have a great time in Newfoundland, Jen. Congrats again on a singles title. That's amazing. Thank you, John, Mitch. Have fun on the teams, guys. It'll be a blast. Nice, guys. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Thanks for joining. Check it Take later. Take care, guys. All right. What the podcast without getting Mitch Davies all fired up, hey? Yeah, that's right. Good old uh, South Zone. They, uh, as I was scrolling through each team, like, holy, it's a, that's a tough one to cover. I don't know There's how they do it all the time. teams there, right? And would have been big provincials of, of playing it. And, you know, obviously formats and changes and we see it on the, on the, on the Facebook of all the things going on, but that's a lot of people to play and have to have to run and run a tournament. Crazy. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's bring in uh, our North Ontario reps that we got coming in here. There uh, we have a singles and two men's team champions. So we have uh, our, we'll bring in the men's single first, Mr. Greg DeGrazia and uh, Taylor Michelle, his teammate. Going to Newfoundland. Welcome to the show, guys. What's up, fellas? How's it going? I'm good. I'm not sure yeah. how many people wanted Taylor Michelle back on a podcast with all the with all the profanity going on, but uh, all of them. We're happy to all of them, Carrie. Don't <laughs> lie. Yeah. It was all of them. I can imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine what Taylor Michelle is like on a team environment in the pit, keeping everybody <laughs> loose and light. And what what's what's happening? What's the game plan for you, Taylor? Just Freestyle? Just sweet, sweet nothings in everyone's ear until we're finished. You, you, yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen it several times. Uh, Taylor's going off the rails, and uh, Greg's giving him the stare the whole fucking time, right? Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, every, every once in a while, I turn around and Greg's looking at me like, "You better calm your shit down." And no, no, that's just Greg. <laughs> We just leave Greg to do Greg things, and then I yeah. stick with the rest. You kind of even <laughs> each other out, though, don't you? Like Greg's uh, pretty calm, where I imagine Taylor's pretty. Oh, I'm not. Uh, I am not the crazy guy on the team. You just wait. We got we got Wes and we got Matt Shinoski. Those dudes get cocaine eyes and look out. <laughs> no, Wes has Wes is the least one that would ever be that way. <laughs> and his sorry. his his arms turn into Indiana Jones whips. When he gets the cocaine eyes, when he throws that double or triple, and you gotta like put your back foot, get ready, brace, because he's coming in hot. Yeah, there was a time in uh, North Bay where we're in provincial, and I think he came off a uh, turkey there, and I'm standing there, first one on the lanes, and he comes to give me double high five, misses my hand, smokes me right in the nose, that's <laughs> blood everywhere. But yeah, pull myself in. Yep. Clean. Greg. Greg doesn't stand up front. I, I, I only bet, in northern I bet, ontario 
I bet Greg took that really well too. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> really well. <laughs> I think my mom and I kind of gave her some uh, sass on turn my grandma took off from the bowling alley. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's start with you guys for singles as well. If we got the stats there. Uh, we want to do men singles first. Sure, whichever one you pull up. Yeah. Obviously, congratulations, George uh, yeah. So. I have to make a point here. Uh, I think last time you guys it was Newfoundland. You guys ended up playing with five because Greg had to choose between team or singles. So, uh, Greg, a little bit of redemption coming on here now. You can play both. Yeah, there's a few teammates on that team from that year, and they're uh, a little happier that I make a decision. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there's qualifying. Guys, it came down to five pins. Um, and obviously, I'm assuming you knew that going into the stepladder of how that happened. And so, Taylor, you would have been ahead uh, at the end there. Yeah. Uh, going both you guys neck and neck. I mean, 284 averages for both of you just firing away. Um, was there a little bit of fist pump or a little bit of oh shit? You know, well, this for I've had I've been in singles a handful of times. And I think this is the first time I've even gotten any aggregate points because pre this, my singles bowling is abysmal. And in the last three or four years, I've been working on that, going to the cash tournaments and finding that mental game because my singles bowling mental game was zero. If I threw a shitty ball, I'm like, ah, it's just you. Who cares? It's it's only yourself. Whereas now doing those cash tournaments, you know, finding that, you know, tenacity for individual bowling. So going out and even qualifying for step ladder was a big triumph over the previous years. Right, nice. Okay, so then uh, ladies qualifying there. Yeah, just give me a second here. I'll look for that one. Because stepladder, <laughs> what's your format you guys do? Do you do the stepladder for singles on the Saturday, or do you finish it all on Wednesday night? It's on the, the Saturday after after team. It is, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, sorry, Carrie, let's do the stepladder there for the men's first. If you Actually, you got this on the screen. No, you're good, bud. You had the ladies up. Yeah, so there's the ladies, so that's the qualifying as well. Looks like nice and close to the end, yeah. too, there, only by a handful of pins. And looks like Amanda had a tough finish to not secure first spot. Yeah, she was she was running through, for the most part, I felt like she had a relatively consistent go. But in the early games, she had a couple of duty ones there, which they, everybody would throw their one high game, and it would shoot that person up, and then they they kind of – sort of filter back down somebody else to shoot a high one shoot shoot them back up but like 40 sticks between one and three was mm -hmm. like they There's were back a, and forth i see a couple I, pro, pro leaguers in there yeah yep Look, looks like katie bonnie is that sorry i'm not familiar with with uh thunder bay but is katie bonnie Alyssa's sister yeah Alyssa's older sister okay yeah i, I believe she's won an uh, open nationals hasn't he singles yeah, in 2015, Katie and I both won the same year. Awesome. Yeah. Correct. We're hoping to re. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give away the step ladder. Give away the step ladder. <laughs> uh, looks like there was looks like there was tough scoring there. It was it was an interesting house. Um, it was uh, equally painful for all ball types. Unless you threw like a 17 mile an hour with a shit ton of hook or backup on it, you were ripping some chops in spots where you figured you had a sweet strike ball and then it would come out a chop. And it seemed pretty consistent. Like I, I myself am a hard thrower. Um, there was some, I guess our whole men's team is 
Greg's probably the slowest guy in terms of ball speed, but looking across for everybody else um, with the varying speeds, it was chop city. Wow. Look at that first game. So obviously, Greg, you got the double knockout and needed it too. So Taylor, you threw a massive 352. And then uh, and then obviously Greg took off or what happened in that last match? Did you punch? So the, the, the first one, I think I started the first match against Greg. I think I started head pin and I went head pin the second frame. And I was like, oh, here we go. But I spared the head pin in the second frame. Wow. And then threw, I don't know, six or seven in a row. But after about five, I think it was done. So I was just kind of trying to freewheel, you know, loosen up, keep it loose for next game. And then just could not throw strikes. I was like, well, there we go. There's three in the hole that I didn't need. And then the second match, uh, Greg definitely got going. But I think I threw seven plows in the second match. So I had a few strikes and then just all over the face. Sounds just like Alberta. (laughs) match, like I just had, I walked other frame like i started with strike one head pin strike head pin and i think taylor started with three locks like you said spared a head pin seven and then ran a seven banger where i again plowed i think three times everything else was but at that point the game was over luckily i had we had about like 10 15 minutes to, to holy shit because uh, the ladies took a lot longer than us obviously and uh yeah i think that uh 10 minutes just kind of I was able to calm down and uh back on my uh on my shot there right because you guys are a little bit of a speedy bowler so the the ladies match was still taking time yeah that second game I definitely started throwing a lot more aggressive shots so yeah and I was even saying to Taylor like that five pins was huge I you know whoever came first is probably gonna win because two games me and him probably are at least going 50 50. That's what I figured. Even if even it had the five pin been the other way, I feel like those two matches scores probably would have been close-ish. You know, that's interesting, guys, because in Alberta, we had the ladies finish the stepladder first, and then once they were done, then the men's stepladder, ra- rather than running them simultaneously. Right. The, just the yeah. final match. Yeah, oh. just the final match. But this is what the happened. Two. Is yeah. Both the ladies and the men's final was happening had to wait to go to the second game until the ladies were done there first. Right? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All right. Well, good there. And then uh, let's move to the teams. Anyone you want to pick carries fine. Uh, teams, is there a stepladder as well, or is it just a round robin? Oh. Yeah. Teams, the uh, same thing. Four, four, three, winner, two, winner, one, okay. twice. Yeah. Why let's am I trying to uh, here? On a round qualifying, open. Team, team. qualifying. There we go. Uh, open final team qualifying. It's all on one spreadsheet, I'm guessing. I'll play your game, Gary. There we go. Okay, so mixed team didn't play as many games. Obviously, men yeah. and ladies played the full 20. Yeah, There's only 95 team. Thunder Bay, 98 Thunder Bay. Anything significant there for the qualifying side of things? Uh, um, our, our mix went right down to the last game. Um, they ended up playing Cambry in their final match. And I think they, what do they have? Three points. Yeah, so half Thunder, half Thunder point. Bay would have been ahead. Yeah, so they needed to win, basically win total in that match. And I believe their last game came down to pretty tight. And they ended up taking two spot and then had to go, well, I guess we'll get to the stepladder after. Um, but so that was, that was a big one for them where it was tight. Um, and I think the men's and ladies were pretty much wrapped leading into the last couple 
sorry guys, can you um, maybe quickly let us know what part of the zone each one of them are? Obviously, I think Thunder Bay is obviously Thunder Bay. Nickel <laughs> Nickel District is 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 Sudbury, right? Nickel and um, get um, Cambrian are the weird Sudbury split. So okay. yeah, Nickel Nickel Districts I would say is um, the western side of Sudbury, along with like all the little towns west of Sudbury. Then Cambrian is the east side of Sudbury, and again, all the towns east of Sudbury. Uh, Gateway is the big city, North Bay, and then the surrounding towns. I couldn't tell you all of them. Um, Gold Belt, again, the big city being Timmins, and then a couple surrounding areas. Um, Thunder Bay is obviously just Thunder Bay, and then Sunset Stride and Kenora, all that area. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say you guys lost your last game. Didn't need yeah. to tell Yeah. Yeah, our last game was uh we were done. Greg sat. The rest of us unclenched our butt cheeks and yeah. then it was just casual and then we got fucking stomped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh there's step ladders obviously for teams then too. Yeah. I guess that you know, question for everybody out there. Uh, you're seeing a lot of provinces that do the stepladder for teams. Alberta does not. Um, do you like the way Alberta does it? Or do you like the way that your own province does it? Let's get some comments. What do you prefer? Kerry, what I do you think? Like <laughs> Kerry would like to see a stepladder in, all, in Alberta. I'm, I, yeah. I'm torn. I, you know, I actually asked um, Herbert and Kaylin Ayub, who was there, and they said they prefer our format just because you play each other so oh, wait, many times. Oh, they're on winning teams, though. That's weird. Yeah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> weird. But, so, so wait, wait a, lo- a losing team doesn't want a stepladder. Okay, I see how that works, too. So, um, But, Tim, I, that's literally the question you asked. You asked the winners if they'd like a stepladder. No, of course I, they I would. Asked, I, I asked the Ontario people. I asked them who yeah. the first time playing the event. There's a difference. Who happened to win. No. We, <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually, so our gateway zone, this year was a hundred percent rookies. So, and I talked to a few of them and they very much enjoyed the stepladder. So there's a not winning team. Personally, I'm 50, 50. I'd rather not have a stepladder because generally speaking, you bowl enough people enough times, the better team is going to win. However, for streaming, televising, getting viewers to a new sport, stepladders is exactly the kind of shit they want to watch. They don't care about the mundane everybody's touching everybody for 50 games. They want to see, okay, here's the best people. What are they going to do when the cameras are on them kind of thing? Yeah, I was told that we um, we never used to have that ladder in Northern Ontario, but we got it so we could televise it, and then people liked it, and we stuck with it. Um, I personally, I mean, kind of with Taylor, like 50-50. I mean, playing, like in Alberta, you guys bowl 25 games. Um, you know, that's a grind. You you know, the top team should win. Why should you have to bowl good for one or two more games? I mean, you want to send the best team to. So, yeah, I'm torn with that. No, I, I totally agree with that. Like, because it's such a long format, it does make the most sense that it should be over after the long format. But a prime example, Taylor, like you're saying, if we're trying to sell the sport, we're live streaming, we're trying to get people viewership. A stepladder sells it, right? Like, hey, th- these are the best teams all week. This is the this is the matches you're gonna see because you can't you can't live stream every single match on every set. So you're gonna be missing out on watching the best teams a lot of the time. 
and Daryl and those guys uh, did a really good job the last day in Alberta to try and showcase the best teams. But you're not always going to catch the matches that matter, or right? Like you're going to miss out on a lot of that. So um, from the live streaming, from the entertainment side of it, I think a stepladder makes a lot of sense. But as a person that's been on the good side of the long format, there's there's pros and cons to both. And I think it's where we want to grow the sport from here. Is it all about um, appeasing the best players that the long format there doesn't need to be a, a stepladder, or do we try and grow the sport and introduce that i don't know it'd be certainly fun to commentate the you know step ladder right and have it all going and there a lot more excitement you could go back on the week (laughs) (laughs) i i agree with daryl you can you can pull the stats from the whole week and use those numbers and things that happened in the step ladder so and so did x in this game and you you know can bring those highlights up and you know, sell sport like. Uh, so let's go over the stepladder here for the different uh, events. Anything significant there? Men's, ladies, mix. We've got all three on the on the page. Um, mix started two, so they had to bowl three games. Um, they fired hot in the first two. Um, the final match again against Cambrian, uh, I believe, came down to tenth frame, fourth bowler, pretty much. Um, Neil was on a, I think he was on a double and he threw the first one in 10 to kind of give them that little bit of spread. And then it kind of just took the air to the tires on Cambrian because it got it real, real tight. And then um, I don't, I don't know that he threw another one, but I think he threw a half decent count. So it kind of came down to that one bowler four spot and the ladies as well um, came down to the three or four or five bowlers, 10th frame. Um, it again for the ladies it was a little different because it was their first match. So had it gone the other way, they had that safety net of a game. Um, but it was again, I think Sam Sitar, one of the, our pro league bowler, uh, went and she threw. Um, she had a double going into ten and threw two and ten and just just put the icing on the cake. Uh, not to overshadow anybody else who may have bowled a really good game that game. Those are just the frames that I saw coming down to the end. So like I don't. There might have been yeah. other great games in there, but those were like the linchpin shots i'll let greg go over ours because ours was just a cheek squeezer the whole way yeah uh so you're we playing um gold belt uh which is Simmons out that was on the team and a few other um we started hot we started with a bunch of marks um they struggled a little bit but then we struggled um frame three four five they started throwing some marks it tightened up a lot um, pretty tight going all the way um to the 10th frame um we did he pull in the fifth frame. We pulled Machinotsky and put Wes Wallach in, who then shot a five bagger, which was key for us uh, winning that first match. Cocaine eyes um, came out. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> the lanes. <laughs> yeah, uh, 12, 1266 to 1280, five to three. Yeah. So uh, it was coming down the frame. Um, it was really close. Uh, Taylor uh, punched in 10. I also punched in 10, being the anchor. And Al Paquette was the anchor for Gold Belt, and he needed to throw a double in 10 um, to, to beat him. And he shot the first one, and it was an, a really like heavy, heavy shot. Pins were flying everywhere. It looked like he got a corner pin, and out of nowhere, a pin just came and smashed it from the top. He got the first one. And then on the second shot, he uh, didn't hit the middle, so that was, that was the end of that. 
Yeah, it was definitely not. A, we didn't walk away with it. That's for sure. We were all pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that that's kind of I I guess as a somebody that's watching or you, the spectators, they want to see a match like that, right? As a competitor, you kind of want to be a blowout so you can just walk away from it. But yeah, you want a boring game as a competitor. It's fun being in those matches too, and obviously coming out on top, a grinding match and being the winner. I that's always fun, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, nice, and there, and there we go. Greg is a double <laughs> champ, so there's definitely a few people out there that are uh, you know going to be playing both events at nationals. So it'll be a long weekend, but obviously you're not shy of playing a lot of games in a weekend, Greg. So no, nope. um, oh, I did it once before, and it's definitely a grind, but I'm looking forward to it. And fair to say, I mean, that was probably a goal, right? To to be a double, and you have the opportunity for for guys, and that that you know you want to you want to make them both. Yeah, for sure. Good. Well, good on you. Obviously, some solid teams in in all the divisions there. Congratulations! Thanks for joining us, fellas. Anything no else uh, just before we wrap up? Did we did we miss anything else with Northern Ontario that we need to mention? I saw, you know, obviously Jeff Watts. We got a name plug there. Any other people that we should mention that played and uh, and had a good tournament? Uh, Lyle Dolph uh, shot the only four in the high game pots. Uh, I go to YBC Bowl the Open. He was second All Star with a two sixty eight average, so that was pretty that was pretty cool. And then we also were able to give Dennis Yumakashi his nineteen eighty six All Star medal. Pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, he averaged two ninety three for sixteen games, and I guess uh, it was just an oversight. So I guess C five went back and looked at all the stats and realized he was missed. So we were able to present him with Very his cool. That, that's awesome I, for them to rectify an issue like that and that, that's that's really good of them yeah yeah and dennis is still out he's anytime we have anything in town him and brenda hummel are always out volunteering helping out like they're not he's not obviously not bowling much anymore but he's not not shy from it at all mm-hmm. people um uh um, I thought it was thought it was awesome that we actually have apparently the C5 office and an extra medal for each thing in there. So it was the original 86 all-star medal that they gave out. So that's kind of cool. Um, but on a side note, people don't hear a lot about Lyle Dolph out here. Uh, Lyle's a hell of a bowler. Um, I think you'll see him make a, make a run for a singles or a, a team championship real soon. I think. Not if me and Greg have anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a conversation with him, and I was telling him, you know, like come out to these come out west to the WCBT tournaments. That's how you're gonna, you know, get to that next level. And so, hopefully, we're gonna see him out next year coming to the yeah. Oh, Daryl Rollins, Scotty, yes. thank you. So Daryl yeah. Rollins um, cut his finger. We learned, and then someone said off. I was like, okay, did he cut it? What, what's going on? So he took his ring finger off at the first knuckle on his bowling hand. And came and bowled the whole provincial. Wow. Didn't 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 ride the pine. Was <laughs> actively bowling Holy. the whole provincial. So he had it stitched up. He had a little finger condom on there to keep it down. <laughs> but he was missing this much, this much of one of his fingers, and he bowled the whole fucking thing. Guy's a legend. That is absolutely absurd. <laughs> He needs an all-star medal just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah, that was because I saw their their tenth spot bowler. Um, uh, Scott's brother Nick Miner and I saw him there. I'm like, oh, okay. So Nick's bowling, Daryl's out. 
And then I see Daryl, and there I'm like, Daryl, what's going on? He's like, Well, I'm here to bowl. I'm like, You're a fucking madman. And yeah, he bowled the whole thing. He's crazy. Legends. Yeah. Legends. That's what I said. He's a legend. I will forever <laughs> remember that. If I ever get hurt bowling, like, well, at least I didn't cut my finger off. Why would I go? Yeah. Well, good to hear. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate the recap from Northern Ontario. We'll let you go and we'll keep on moving on to Manitoba. Thanks, Charles. Yeah. All righty. Carrie, you're on mute or are you testing your mic out or something? You bet I was testing my mic. So, Lyle Dolph, was he the gentleman that? Finger in the ball return. Sorry, they no, had said he Ar cut Ar off. Arnie, Arnie Rollins, son, oh, okay. Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just clicked in too. I was thinking, I'm like, well, of course that's Arnie's son, and I could picture. Yeah. I was picturing right. him in my head. I'm like, well, of course that's Arnie's son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we might as well move on to uh, Manitoba, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's move on to Manitoba. We have our two singles champions. A um, little bit different format in Manitoba. We'll go over that with them. Um, but yeah, we have Alyssa Campbell for the ladies and Dwayne Gilardi. Welcome to the show, guys. We can't oh, we hear don't. you. Are you are you using your mic? I, I, I think it's, I think it's the first time I see you guys now. Quiet. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, How's it going, awesome. everyone? Good, You're at good. the bowling alley tonight. You already have league and, yeah. uh, and back at her, eh? Yeah. Yep. St. James Lanes, right? Is that is that the place of the piss loonies I hear? Uh, I hear that maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Oh, she's going to get in trouble for it. So, soft spot. Soft yeah. spot. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, obviously... Manitoba Open was a little bit different format um, compared to the rest of the country, maybe besides Quebec. Um, so let's go into it. Was a uh, how many day format that was two days? Uh, it was supposed to be three, but uh, we went down to two because we had some severe blizzard warnings that shut down our city for two days. So we used the uh, first day on the Friday as a travel day. We cut five games out of the out of the tournament. So we oh, only okay. fifteen instead of twelve. Uh, so that was the change that I don't think I knew about. Was that I, I knew that it moved to Saturday Sunday, but I didn't realize that you also cut out fifty five games. But obviously, smart for them for you to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then the other uh, another thing was the uh, T Birds there in in Brandon, uh, Trevor and and Laura. Uh, they took us in on short notice due to capacity limits uh, with spectators and traveling and everything for minute for minutes. Uh, from Minidosa. So um, that was a, almost a spur of the moment thing, and they did an incredible job. So it was like within a week prior, hey? Yeah. Or I think was so, it two yeah. weeks prior? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty quick notice. It was very anyways. fast. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so I, I guess maybe, can you yeah. like maybe talk about Minidosa compared to T Bird's pinfall? I heard it was uh, a little bit different. Um, so I've never. I might have played Minidosa maybe like 14 years ago when I was still bowling teaching. Um, no, maybe 12 years ago. Um, and I, everyone's told me that it's, it's just not, it's not an easy house. 
you're going to have to make your spares. You're not running strikes. And then I also heard that T-Birds was supposed to be a higher scoring place. Um, I didn't find it to be anything crazy other than that, you know, that it, it was a, it favored the, the pocket you wanted to shoot in. So if, if you threw the hook and you hit the right pocket, it scored back home here. If I hit the left pocket, that's a big shot for me. And it wasn't like that out there. So um, I also, uh, I also heard Minidosa is still wood lanes opposed to I think so, yeah. yeah. So that would have changed things a little bit too. Yeah. So I, I mean, from from my, my perspective, you're asking the wrong guy to compare the two places because <laughs> I don't have the experience in both places. Well, <laughs> and, I, and I know Alyssa doesn't either, right? So yeah, yeah. I sure. definitely that's do that. not. <laughs> so that's not a conversation we could uh, we could really get to in depth. Of. That, wow. That's how Tim runs things. Ask the hard questions. Ask the hard questions. <laughs> yeah. well, you, you, you would think they would do their homework before they get on here, right? So, <laughs> uh, Sorry, so let's it, go. We'll drive out to Minidosa before the next, next time. Next time, yeah. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go there. Right. In snow. Uh, it's still snowing, yeah. by the way. Really? Still in And we just got we just got uh, a few more centimeters. We got rain. It melted, then it snowed again. It's I don't know what I don't know what's happening. I have no idea. <laughs> it feels like it's the end of November right now. Yeah, no so, doubt. So um, obviously you had the top four made step ladder right after the fifteen games. Um, I, I was watching from a just from afar, with just on Sunday because obviously we, we weren't bowling Sundays. How great was it to have Brad in the step ladder and, and make Newfoundland? I thought it was. A kind of a great thing for a swan song, right? His last event. Yeah. Um, well, personally, Brad Brad started lighting a fire under me because uh, he was starting to climb it pretty quick. And and prior to uh, prior to Sunday, I was saying like, of, of all the people, don't count Brad out. And he showed up Sunday, and yeah, I I I, I don't remember exactly what he shot, but. I was watching his scores and thinking, okay, I can't give anything away. Can't give anything away. He's the one that's going to pass me. Um, I think he was running. His last game was 300, 302 or something. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's right yeah, th- uh, yeah, 302. Um, he shot 21 in change for seven games. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that was on day three. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. And obviously, behind the eight ball, we know how much it meant to him. Um, you know, playing this one, obviously retirement coming up here for him to be able to do that. That's, that's a big number. So congrats yeah. to him. And obviously, did you guys see that down in the standings? Like, Oh, Brad Rusnak is getting going and firing up here. He's, yeah. He's that's and So that's what I was saying there. Even in the last game, I, I don't, I don't completely remember. I think I had only like a, maybe a 40 pin or 60 pin lead. And he, um, he had started, I think with a Turkey corner spare Turkey, and I just thought, oh man, I better get my get better get on my horse because I'm gonna need the two the, the double knockout in order to do anything. So um yeah, no, he he had ended up opening in the eighth frame, I think. And then he finished his game pretty strong for a 302 still, but um watching him and Tyson Nelson too, uh the last their last two games, I know Tyson got, came to a, a screeching halt, but um he, they, I think he had 200 after after seven or eight. It was a bad 
last three frames for him, but he had a really big start, and it was it was definitely uh, something that that weighed on my mind for sure. It uh, it was actually pretty cool. The last game I was bowling uh, on a set with Brad and Tyson both, and it was you know they knew they were close. Colton was bowling with Dwayne. You know it was a tight tight run between them and and Brandon as well. And so when they threw the strikes and they were so pumped about it and to see the passion and the excitement and everyone knew that it was close, right? And they were all just running it to give themselves a chance. It was a really cool thing to be a part of for sure. Yeah, because only four pins for the two of them, mm-hmm. right? Or for the for them to get in there. Yeah. 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 Well, watching we, uh yeah, I had Colton on my lane for the last day. And uh he was he was getting pretty nervous as as I think he was watching Brad. And Brad had passed him, Tyson had passed him, and I just said to him, like, instead of worrying about or no, sorry, Brandon Brandon was ahead of him. And Tyson was uh, was chasing him, and Tyson had maybe a five bagger, and and he was starting to get in his head. And I just said, "Hey, why don't you come and catch me?" And then he went off and started started focusing on his game and, and playing better. And then he had an opportunity. He was watching Brandon. Brandon finished first, and uh, I believe Brandon got he he threw a really good shot. He got a chop off. He spared it, and then he threw a corner pin. Um. And it was it was interesting because Colton at the time Colton believed that he needed to throw a double in ten and to, to punch his ticket and he ended up throwing the double and it was it was pretty intense he was really lit up and so speaking of Brad like back to Brad's situation there I know Colton was watching it and it, it was something that was close to me because you know I was in his ear and and he was. We were helping each other down the stretch there. So um, with Brandon and, and Tyson and, and Brad, everyone was running hot. So it was really exciting to be a part yeah. of it. Sure. Um, before we jump into the stepladders, obviously, Alyssa, like, um, how did it feel leading the way for the ladies, playing with legends like Sandy Anderson, Karen Armstrong, Linda Orne? Um, obviously... Sandy Anderson made the stepladder. She was obviously playing really well. She shot eighteen twenty three the first day, and it looks like she was leading after the first day. Yeah, she uh, she was leading after the first day by quite a bit, actually. And then from second to sixth, there was like sixty or eighty pins in between the next five of us. And uh, you know, day one, I definitely felt a little off. Uh, I wasn't throwing a confident shot at all. I had you know, a couple of people, Hey, like what's going on? One shot's super good. And the next shot is we don't know where it's going. And I said, that's how I feel too. So, um, coming back day two, to be able to work out those kinks and, uh, and then make the, uh, take over the lead. Um, after that was super cool. I mean, you know, I've always, I've always known of the Sandys and the Karens and the Lindas, and I know that they have a, a long resume of successes and stuff. Um, it's just pretty cool now to be able to compete against them for sure. I mean, obviously being from Alberta, I didn't grow up playing against them or, um, anything like that, but, uh, yeah, it was super cool to be amongst them and compete with them. And I hope to one day play on a team with them, but, uh, yeah, Sandy, uh, Sandy was intimidating in the stepladder for sure. I don't know if you guys watched my, uh, my stepladder match, but, uh, I wiped my hands a few times too many, (laughs) but, uh, you know, she's so calm and collected and I'm, you know, out here managing my nerves. Like I'm just barely starting my career that way. So 
um, yeah, she just she just held it all together, and you can tell uh, she's a, definitely a veteran in this uh, situation. And, and she started running the the step ladder as well, right? With a yeah, exactly. and a three hundred, and then she beat you the first game. So certainly, I can imagine your hands were. We're, you know, starting to wipe them down and get I'm nervous. I'm super and glad like, I got the two-game knockout for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I needed it too. So, yeah, Cole had a huge game. Oh yeah, the, the 390. Well, right? He was, he was really games. excited to give it three to games. me. That's for sure. <laughs> two, yeah, 280, 380, 390. 280, right? 307, right? 390. Two thousand, basically. Yeah. What yeah, was it? Was... Six bagger, eight bagger. He must have started with a bunch. Uh, when we played. I, I honestly I think he he finished strong. It wasn't I think he went uh turkey corner miss six in a row or it, something. Yeah. And I yeah. I managed to throw I think four or five at him and then I missed or I don't know. Whatever. It wasn't enough. I, I punched punch the beginning. It wasn't good. Corner spare or something like that, and then he just didn't stop. So Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was he was running hot, and then and you so, did the same thing to him in the last game. Sorry, Tim. No, it's good. Yeah, you know, uh, it was funny because I talked like you know me and Colton are very close, um, and uh, I, I obviously I wanted something that I heard Timmy say too before was that you you never want to beat anyone when they're bad. You want to beat them at their best, and and uh, I wanted I, I said you know I hope that let's have a really good match here. And, you know, a long time ago, I, I gave him a towel and he asked me to sign the towel. And I thought to myself, I signed your towel. You didn't sign mine. I'm beating you this game. <laughs> and uh, it worked out in, in, in my favor. I don't know what happened or, or what changed, but the pins went down for me. I, I think it was more fortunate than, than unfortunate that game. But it um, he was like – it, it couldn't have been better. I was there with his parents too, cheering, cheering him on the whole way, talking to his mom and dad, um, and it was something that his parents wanted us to uh, wanted us to play in the finals too. And mm-hmm. it was it was just a really good experience for both of us, I think. And um, I mean, I, I was fortunate to be on the the right side of that one. So I have two trains of thought here. Um, one. Uh, what what a great coming out party this year was for Colton. Colton has been absolutely solid all year on tour and, and with this. And uh, I'm certain how the Masters is going. But uh, it, I think he's that, actually, yeah, he he might be the favorite for uh, yeah. Eagles. Yeah, big, big news out of Manitoba. Is it really true that O'Callaghan is actually relatives of Colton's? Or is that yeah. just a joke? You know what, that, that – it's news to all yeah. of us today based on uh, O'Callaghan's There's Facebook a, status. A lot of so. things make sense behind that, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just uh, – I feel bad for Colton. I mean, <laughs> I really do. But but, but yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. Um, the one thing I do have for you, Alyssa, don't want to get you thinking too far in advance, but uh, coming from Alberta, going to Manitoba, Colton now you have the opportunity – No, no, now you have the opportunity to be – Two times singles, one for Masters and one for the Open. Does, is that coming in like in your mind a little bit? Because you played very well this year in Masters. 
Yeah, I uh, I mean, to be honest, it's, it was nice to have a fresh start. I mean, two years after yeah. COVID, the big move. I mean, it's no uh, news to anybody that my life has changed pretty significantly over the last little while. But uh, it's also been my first full season um, that I've played in at least five years. I mean, I was in university for a little while. I traveled Australia for a bit, quit that season, um, was in Southeast Asia for part of the season before COVID. So I haven't really given myself the opportunity to commit to a full season since then as well. So, you know, the move, um, you know, mental reset, uh, physical reset, all of that kind of stuff, it, uh, it feels pretty good. I mean, we've been working, uh, Dwayne and I, for sure, on my mental game too. And uh, it's crazy when you finally put a little bit of time into, uh, into the game and you see what, what comes out of it. I mean, even in my stepladder match first game, I was all over the place with nerves and he comes over and he says, hey, just uh, just remember to breathe. And then I throw a turkey, you know, and it's just the smallest little thing to take that extra breath on the lane and, um, you know, have confidence in your shot and stuff. So, yeah, I've definitely thought about it. We still have one Masters tournament left, so nothing's set in stone for that one yet. Um, but to go double singles in a year would be definitely one for the books for this season, for sure. Especially with all how many great ladies from out there, right? So you've yeah. had a great season, yeah. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, you bet. Well, good work, Manitoba. Um, stellar singles and a really cool, fun-looking mixed team. Um, it's going to put up some competition up at Nationals, and we hope to see more people back and maybe a full contingent from Manitoba next year. Uh, yeah, the, I think that's the goal. Yeah, great start this year, and uh, and, and go for it. So uh, best of luck to you at Nationals, you too. Yeah, Thank you very guys. much, guys. We'll see you All in right. Red Deer. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> see you in Red Deer. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Um, Carrie, if you got my message there, we're going to do a little switch around. Um, Our guests from BC are Kelly Gorsuch has to bowl here at eight o'clock in BC time. Yes. So we're going to switch around. I'm going to go BC highlights here and save Alberta for the last. All righty. Let's bring that in. So Kelly Gorsuch and Bailey Lawson, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, hey guys. Oh, we just lost Bailey. He just. <laughs> nope, nope. It's only Bailey. No big deal, yeah. guys. Yeah. We got the one we took. Congratulations, <laughs> obviously. Um, you know, great to be back playing the Open, um, you know, competitive bowling again. And this must have been nice to be in a center at Scottsdale having a tournament. Is that correct? Oh, it was amazing. It was so great to see all the teams out. The stands were full of people, the loud noise. It was just, it felt normal again. Bailey, you're on mute though, bud. Well, it's, there, like it, it's like it's his like first time, eh? That's a look of confidence right there, Bailey. <laughs> I don't think we can hear it. Yeah. His, his computer's having issues. <laughs> Uh-oh. Maybe we'll lose. Yeah, we'll see if you get them back. But I Is guess Kelly funny? just uh, there you go. We hear you now. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really cool to to get to play one of these events again. Um it's been a couple of years, so and to see all the all the scores and all the other provinces playing too is always great to see as well. 
Yeah, and of course, you're the last one to finish, so you're probably watching everybody else and starting to see scores and start to see winning teams and start to see step ladders yeah. and like, okay, does that add to the pressure a little bit on the Saturday to, you know, get your job done and to make it as well? Mm-hmm. So let's run down uh, the recap. So singles would have been first. Uh, and again, question, did you do the qualifying on Wednesday and then singles finishes on Saturday or does that all finish on Wednesday? No, we do. Uh, we do five games on the Friday, five games on the Saturday, and then stepladder on Sunday before the team of stepladder. Oh, right. So BC stepladders on Sundays. You go that extra yeah. the whole weekend, right? Just some travel yeah. times, right? Yeah. So I, five I games. The, sorry, I would pull up the men's and ladies singles qualifying, but unfortunately, their website doesn't have it, or it's it, on you the can't Scottsdale Lanes. Scottsdale Lanes yeah, website. It's bringing me a. An error. Oh, so unfortunately. Okay. So do you remember what the qualifying step lot was for singles would have looked like um, through there? I do. Yeah, go <laughs> for it, Billy. Yeah, I, I remember because I missed the step ladder by three points. <laughs> oh, no. So you were sixth place. Yeah, I was. Um, so in the final game, game 10, Bob Herman beat me out shooting a 302 to shut me out by three points. Um, I shot a 283 my last game. So sucked a little bit there, but that's okay. I had a great team to go to go off of. Um, and then after Bob Herman for the men's came um, a gentleman from the island named Adam LeBlanc, I think. Yeah. Um, and then second place was Leonard Johnson, a fellow teammate of mine from the Okanagan. And then first place was... Not really a surprise, Jordan Schuess, phenomenal player. Um, and there was you missed, also... You missed uh, Richie Bilyeu. Oh, yeah. yeah, I missed Richie. He was from BC North from uh, Dawson Creek. Yeah, there's a couple of the Bilyeus. I think we saw in the eight-gamer this year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nice, and he and he had a go at it. So he won the first few games, getting himself into the final against Jordan. Yeah, and even in the final, like he gave Jordan a good run for his money, but couple of the couple couple missed spares couple picks well jordan jordan ran a couple strikes that made all the difference too and probably the the mental the mental wear on richie must have took a bit of a toll too running the whole ladder like that yeah to get to get all the way there and jordan just sitting there waiting and knows that he just got you got to win one game right rather than richie's got to win four games it's a hard thing to do well, congrats to Jordan, and then over to the ladies' side. Um, so I believe it was Paige, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Meese? Meese, um, yeah. Meese from BC North. Um, she's she's a younger player. She She's a great player. Um, definitely one of the, the, one of those with lesser experience um, compared to the rest on the in the ladder, but she, I, I remember watching her match against Sarah and she just, she picked a lot, um, possibly because of the nerves. I don't know, but um, Sarah also played a great game. Yeah. Um, I don't believe I watched the next few matches. Um, Kelly probably did, but. I was actually in the pit with Jesse. So we were down warming up and spending time there, not really watching the matches. Uh, Shannon was a rookie this year and she was our rookie of the year. And I know she threw really well and came down to the final match. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Jesse very played. Very close last, last game there. I mean, is that one pin I'm looking at? One yep. pin, yeah. Wow. What happened, yeah. Kelly? Well, at the beginning of the game, Jesse had a lot of nerves. Um, she had 75 after five, so she picked every single thing, no marks. And I just kept telling her, got to breathe. And then she threw her beast ball and started throwing strikes, and it came down to the 10th frame. And Shannon needed, a, uh, I believe, a mark to be able to shut her out, and, and she opened. Right. Yeah. Um, Jesse played phenomenally. Like oh, all weekend. Oh, it was it was amazing to watch. I think for her singles qualifying, she probably she I don't know. Going into day two after five games, she had two hundred points, two hundred and some points over second place. It was insane. Yeah. I think she probably averaged low to mid two eighties for ten games. Yeah. Um, even blew Jordan out of the water. For the qualifying, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, good. Couple of strong representatives there from the singles side of things. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, maybe we'll go to the mixed team first. Um, so qualifying and then a step ladder as well for you guys, or is only qualifying? Yes. Both qualifying, qualifying and step ladder. Okay. So Fraser Valley North, um, first overall there in the qualifying. And uh, and then Fraser Valley South and Okanagan there. Anything significant to look at in the mixed uh, qualifying side of things? I didn't watch any of the mixed teams at all. Um, it was tough because we were all bowling at the same time. So you didn't really get a chance to go see what's happening. And we we're trying to do our own job at that time. And you're all the same place, but you're all in separate yes. groups. So the mixed would be down here. The men's are down here and the ladies are down yep. there. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. In Alberta, we mix everybody together. So okay. you might be bowling right next to the two mixed teams and on the other side is two ladies teams. So it's not all segregated. Yeah. So you can always feed off of maybe your own zone too, right? You yeah. can have the men's and ladies right next to each other, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to the mixed as well. I, I did. Oh, Alan Byrne there, or a pro leaguer playing with yeah. Debbie as well. Or is that Chelsea that I saw? Debbie. Debbie. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't really get a chance to watch them play. I, I did talk to them from time to time to just check in, see how they're doing. Um, they did struggle to get started um, in terms of score and stuff. And Scottsdale as a as a whole for the whole weekend did play. I found personally, and I think the scores kind of show it as well, like it did play fairly tough um, for a lot of people. I saw a lot of pocket aces. Um, <laughs> from people who chuck pretty hard. Like I, I remember watching when we were playing against uh, Fraser Valley South, Jordan Schuess's team, he just buries one in the pocket and the three pins just go right over top of the two pins. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the but, averages for the all-star show, how, how low yeah. it was. I mean, about 250. That's a grind, That's a grind yeah. of a weekend, right? It was when a grind. Yeah. For sure. You're not throwing strikes and you're just getting tapped and you're constantly blowing through and, Having to pick mm-hmm. wood, I mean, it's certainly not the same as what would have been at Alberta Provincial. So, yeah. Okay, so then into the what do you step ladder there for mixed and Fraser oh, Valley? Oh, we actually watched the Okanagan in the Lower Mainland game. Yes. Um, that one it it started pretty good, and then it just turned into a blowout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lower Mainland couldn't get anything going at all. Um, and the Okanagan just lit it up. 
Yeah, eight nothing there. That would have been big. And then sort of the same thing happens back to them with Fraser Valley South going seven one to them. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah. Fraser Valley North was was really a, a was was a pretty solid team. Like they had some solid players. Like they had Gary Koschuk. They had Brandon. Kylie Herman. Um, some Mark some Bailey. solid players. And so uh, they, I, they just kind of, I didn't get dominated. to see it. Yeah, they, they kind of just dominated. I didn't get to see it because I was playing at the time, but um, that's what it just seemed like. Yeah. All right. To the ladies' side of things, I know, Kelly, you got a bowl here tonight, so maybe we'll do the yep. ladies' side. Perfect. Uh, so lower mainland. So tough uh, qualifying. You got two teams that look like they were – battling by and only by one point at the end there so yeah. that would have came down to that last game yeah it started like for the i'm obviously in lower mainland and we started off the first day we didn't do well uh, we did okay three wins three losses and the next day we just came in knew we had a job to do um so after the second day we were two points out of first and came down to the last game like you said and we knew we needed to tie them six points to to finalize first and so we had one of our matches was a 380 to 390, the ladies. And we we had the 390 and we needed that big game to stay with her so we could take total and we ended up taking seven to beat Okanagan by one point to stay in first, so. Right. And then to the stepladder. The stepladder. And you needed the two games in the stepladder to get the job done too. So it obviously yeah, Okanagan yes. almost uh, almost got it done too. Yeah, well, the first, first game. One. Yeah. Yeah, the first game they just we had nothing going and and they just kept going and got it done. And then it came down to the second game and it was pretty even up until about the fifth frame and and even sixth, seventh, and then eighth we started getting a little bit more going and then ninth we got it going and. Our lead bowler, Jackie Grossart, shot a four-bagger, and Laurie Stavrick had a double in there. And by the fourth bowler, uh, we'd locked them out. So, And pretty experienced team there, you know, Kelly, oh, right, yeah. coming coming to win at the end of the day. And you look at the list and you look at the teams, and you've got some veteran players on yours that have played a lot of tournaments and WCBT yeah. even events and stuff. So no stranger to big shots you need to make. No, and this is our fourth year in a row going for BC. So – we're a team that works well together um, on and off the lanes. We do a lot of team building outside of the center. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of trust in each other. And so I think that really, it goes a long way, right? I mean, we're not just leaving each other in the pit. We're there for each other. So, and, awesome. and our coach, our coach works so well with us and knows the right things to say to us at all times and keeps it loose. And, and we just, we have a good time with it and we just work really hard. Yeah. Well, definitely going to be a team at nationals when you look across the rosters. It'd be like you got to watch out for the BC ladies. Yeah, so. hopefully. Fingers yeah, across. and then here's yeah. the so then the men's team um, round robin. Obviously, three teams looking like they are at the top. So again, Fraser Valley's in Okanagan, Bailey. Oh man, so this was actually pretty pretty crazy. Um, going into the final game, there was um, I can't remember. I think it was the us from the Okanagan had. I think like 67 points um, followed by Fraser Valley South that had 66 and a half. And then Fraser Valley North had 66. So there was one point separating three teams and um, my team, we played again. We, our final game was against Fraser Valley North. So we knew that was a huge game 
um, to which was really important to uh, secure that first place spot and get that extra game and to uh, two game by and Fraser Valley South had to play against Vancouver Island. So we knew um, we knew that Vancouver Island could show up and take some points, but we knew at the end of the day, it was ours to lose. So we had to show up big and it just happened that Vancouver Island took a few games off of, took a few matches off of um, Fraser Valley South. And we had a good, a really good showing against um, Fraser Valley North. So we managed to get the job done, but the step ladder was extremely interesting with the, uh, the lower mainland making a really good run, taking us to a second game in the finals. But um, that second match where they played Fraser Valley South was probably one of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, it came right down to the 10th frame um, of the anchor bowlers. And Fraser Valley um, South it had Jordan as their anchor. And then lower mainland had Aaron King as their anchor. Um, and it was just a phenomenal game. I know the lower mainland had one of the rookies on their team throw like a seven bagger that game. So that was really huge for them. And it was just crazy because everyone was rooting for the, the underdogs there and including myself, honestly, because it's just really cool to see those kinds of kinds of matches shake out that way. And um, yeah, Aaron King, they, Jordan and Aaron went um, shot for shot in 10. They both shot the first double each. And then Aaron just needed a chopper better on his last shot to shut him out. And he shot a corner pin and the place just went mental. It was, it was insane. Nice. And, uh, that's the video posted on Facebook. Yep. That's, that's, King that's, that corner. that's why you yep. play this game, right? Is to make shots like that. Yep. Yep. To be in situations or to be the fan watching that happen. I mean, that's, that's why we do it. Oh yeah. And I'm one of me and Aaron are pretty good friends. And he told me before the stepladder even started, he's like, I'll see you in the finals. And he got the job done. So. And then they came and beat you the first game. So obviously nervous there, but then in the second one, you were able to close the deal. Yeah. The first game was a little, little, uh, little rough. We, we were coming off of, we hadn't played a game in about three hours and, we were playing a little tight, had a few rookies on our team who were pretty nervous. Um, so not throwing a great shot, just hanging lots of corners, getting some chops, some miss spares, all that kind of stuff. And they had some rookies too, but they just played better that game. And we switched sets for the next game and we kind of regrouped. Yeah, I, um, I know Lauren Mayland had four rookies and I believe Okanagan did too. Did you not? Uh, we have, we had one one rookie um but going to nationals we have five okay we have four rookies for the provincials or for yeah provincials this weekend on that team mm -hmm. so it was a, it was a huge huge day for yeah. them and like even that game some of some of our bowlers were were pretty nervous i i was playing lead most of the weekend and i i have this philosophy i guess where like you're not only leading your team on the lanes to get them hyped up and ready to go and get the get the momentum rolling but you're also um kind of kind of leading them off the lanes too kind of giving them a bit of a mental reset when they need kind of helping out there so like one a good example in that final game was we have mike elder on our team who 
he's a phenomenal player and he was playing four hole and he was just playing really tight and you could tell because he's just hanging corners plowing head pins and I took him back and I I told him like you are one of the best players here and you need to just believe that in yourself and he kind of he just said thanks and he he went and he he lit it up after that and he just he he came alive and after the game he thanked me for telling him that but like sometimes you just need someone else to to tell you that those kinds of things so it was That's a phenomenal time. yeah and your team needs to know that you believe in them That's yeah exactly and yeah. for me personally it was really nice to to get that win because my last open provincials ended with missing nationals by two points so mm-hmm. um this was redemption. Kind of nice, nice redemption yeah yeah well that's awesome obviously again some strong teams coming out of bc uh going to provincials uh so congratulations to you two for making it and best of luck going forward so obviously a little pro league experience coming through there bailey getting yourself back to national playing pressure shots oh yeah <laughs> Little, little plug for Pro League. <laughs> Love right. it. We'll see you guys out there. Good luck in Newfoundland. Thank Good you. Good luck tonight, Kelly. Thank right. you. Bye. See you later. All right. Last but not least, eh? Little yeah, Alberta, Alberta singles champions coming to the show. All we're the watchers the- and the viewers across the country are going to, we're starting to lose them all now. Interest is no longer <laughs> yeah. there. Right? Oh, it's just Alberta, eh? Yeah. <laughs> see you later. Yeah, who uh, wants to see Adam Weber again, right? Yeah. That's right. That's why we'll bring him in last. So, uh, <laughs> ladies singles champion and ladies team champion, Jenna Lamaru. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> And rookie of the year. And rookie Tootsie. Yeah. And everybody's favorite bowler, Adam Weber. (laughs) Boo. What's up, everyone? Yeah. I'm still trying trying to figure out how did you guys let Greg DeGrazia back on after the podcast uh, debacle early on? He was terrible. He spoke more this time. He, he was nervous. He said the internet was better and give him another chance. So he did really well, good tonight. I'd say. I, I, you know what? Come around I'll to give this interview four, thing, okay? four and a half stars, right? And he wasn't perfect, but he was good. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously both singles champions, both on the teams going to Newfoundland, absolutely amazing bowling by the both of you. So, uh, I guess we'll start with the singles, right? Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's look at that. And obviously here, first comment we have to look at is Derek Holm having a spectacular 10-game qualifying at 316. I mean, yeah. You guys must have seen that in playing in there. And Kerry, you played it. Tim, and you played in it too. And, and Derek just kind of went off, didn't he? Oh, he, he, was on, he was in God mode, right? He was just on free will and nothing, nothing's going to hurt him at that point, right? And all pockets. There was no cheesy strikes either. That, that's why I couldn't get a 300. He had them all. There's only so many out there, and he stole them. You didn't carry. You didn't have a 300 and still almost made the stepladder. Yeah, super consistent, but not good enough. But we had three Calgarians uh, make the stepladder, which is, you know, nice to see. Um, Tyler, heartbreaking, we got to mention there. That's not something that we'll see a long time in his career. 163 in the 10th game. I think you had, what, six or seven head pins? Yeah. 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 Couldn't, Couldn't get off of it um and there and then uh and adam you had a big comeback so you had a 316 finish that would have got you in because those yeah, three yeah. behind you um you were you were behind them so got you all the way up there 
I, th- I think I was fifth going into that last game. And yeah. uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, uh, both Gary and uh, Ty jumped, or no, uh, uh, Miller. I jumped ahead of both of them. And uh, yeah. uh, I think Gary, Gary snuck, uh, snuck past Kerry there as well. Yeah, yeah right. Gary was, I think, like 10 points behind me going into that last game. And he, he passed me and Ty. And uh, yeah, Mark Miller and Ty both started that last game really rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark ended up putting a four bagger together in the last little bit there to secure his 238. But yeah, Ty unfortunately wasn't able to close out. But um, that's the thing about that 10 gamer, right? Like you never know. You, you got to keep putting scores up there because unfortunately you, you can run into those guys that have a really rough game and it's hard to break out of it, right? Yeah. Well, and that's where a 360 or a 370 that you all knew was capable at Bonnie Dune, you could do that. Right. And if you had somebody who shows, you know, a 160 or even a 220, I mean, that's huge gainers at any point in time. Yeah. 100%. If you have a bad game, you're out. My buck 77 is a prime example of that. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough to come back from that. Right. And then, and, and everybody was shooting really well. Like, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but uh, obviously, everybody was interested in seeing the scores at Bonnie Dune. Um, I thought the cut might be a little bit higher there. Right, maybe in my yeah. head, I I thought so. Um, over the weekend, it was the same kind of thing. Um, but I mean, regardless, there was some really great bowling, and a lot of people. The, I think we might only see maybe maybe two or three chop strikes, and like it wasn't a huge huge part, right? So, yeah, that's right. It wasn't a lot of huge kickback strikes. It was a lot, there was a bunch of twelve counts, but it, the, the the two pin didn't come and knock down the three. Correct. Uh, and then over to the ladies' side. Now, Jenna started with a 358. Obviously, one wins the first single spot and kind of didn't look back from there, did you, Jenna? Obviously, a couple in five and six. Um, yeah. You know, throwing the ball really solid. Just must have felt super confident on that day. Do were you, you, do you have, were you nervous to start or would throwing um, a 358 helped? I definitely was nervous, but I think throwing the 358 my first game definitely helped to calm my nerves and I honestly I felt really solid that day um and it obviously continued throughout the entire 10 games um but starting with a pretty high game I was just rolling from there pretty much and then you start seeing people guys like Bonnie McDonald I remember had a tough start but was able to work her way into Diane Violini uh the great guy has obviously got her into self into second place and Heidi Mapstone big finish we saw Megan Clark remember throwing a seven bagger to finish her 10th game uh that came in and knocked yeah. out uh you know the likes of Tracy Smith and Julia Robco in that 10th game even Jennifer Baker too right 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 below yeah. the list see I actually like I don't look at any of the stats when I'm bowling so for me I didn't know who was where um I was obviously kind of aware that I was in the top five but um I was I didn't know until I had finished my game and I was waiting to see what Diane was going to throw because she and I were very close. I think she needed a 332 to beat me. And obviously, I think it was her seventh or eighth frame where she just missed. Like, I think she had a corner, but I didn't look at any of it. So I didn't know who was in the running. So for me at the end, it was kind of um, interesting to see who was going to be in the stepladder. So. Well, very fun. And then, um, so if we pulled up the stepladder now, Carrie, for this. So stepladder over on the men's side. We started with Mark Miller and Gary Baird. And Gary shoots a 311. Um, not a whole lot of chance for Mark to really get going. 
Then Adam, you played Gary 290, 240. And then obviously took care of Parker 280, 170. How were those two matches? You would call those two? Well, uh, I guess kind of, kind of with, with that uh, that message there from Eagleheart, uh, that that first match having to go up against Gary is definitely a, a bit of a daunting task. I know there's a, a bit of a running joke. Um, you know, he he has been one of my my biggest uh, rivals. Um, uh, at least getting over the hump of, of beating him. I've uh, you know I've called him my nemesis for for many years. Uh, the guy typically shoots three and a half at me, so um, even my three twenty three thirties aren't uh, good enough. But I uh, played really well in that match. Um, I think I got up uh, fairly early, and then uh, he he was just chasing the whole time. Uh, the, the the match against uh, Parker, um, I, I think he had a a really good break right in the middle of that game, and you could just tell that uh, I, I think it actually took him out of kind of his mental strategy there. And uh, he, he just couldn't find it after that. So I, I just kind of plugged along and, uh, you know, it be, beat him quite handily. And then uh, up against Derek Holm, uh, which obviously, uh, you know, a rivalry there too and some history. And, you know, you come out firing here with a 337 first game. And then the second game, obviously, he goes the, the double knockout. Second game, I remember he punches, I think, six times in that game. Um, you know, pretty early on, you jumped all over him and it was uh, it was sort of done time there, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, the first game, I, I think we were, you know, relatively even. Maybe I was up about 10 or 12 or something like that through about six or seven frames. And uh, I, I think he had one big plow, I want to say about seventh or eighth. And uh, I basically ran the table from, from there. Uh, the second game, I, I started really well. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was like a strike chop spare, like double or something like that. And he, 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 you could tell he was pressing early. Um, losing that first game is never an easy thing uh, as a top seed. Uh, so, so you're always pressing a little bit more. And uh, he, he knows I probably have another, you know, 280, 290 in me type thing, right? So uh, he, he's pressing the whole time and uh, he, he was just trying to catch up. Uh, I was ahead pretty much the whole match. Yeah. Well, good on you. And obviously, congrats to you. That's uh, six time. Uh, Alberta single champion and three times in a row. So that's a huge feat um, going into the likes of some of the best of all time. So good on you there, bud. Thank you. Uh, and then over to the ladies' side, Heidi Mapstone made a run up the ladder going 270, 290, 330s for a 900-ish triple. Um, you know, Jenna, seeing her come up into the final must have been a little bit nervous as well. And obviously a teammate and somebody you play with on Sunday nights. But um, how are you feeling going into that final match? Um, I was a little nervous. I didn't watch, um, Diane and Heidi's last match. I was way on the other side of the alley, just trying not to watch it. Um, I was very nervous going into it because I'm very young going up against my own teammate who's been trying to get, um, the singles champion. But I, I think I, I still had that groove going from the 10 games and, I obviously started out with four in a row, which was a great start for me. And um, Heidi definitely struggled quite a bit. I know she was missing more than she usually does. So having come off of three really good games, I don't know if that kind of took a toll on her, but um, I think I had it out of the gun. I was four out and then I think I might've had a head spin. Otherwise I was sparing it or strikes most of the game. So um, I think by the fifth or sixth, frame I think I had had it at that point so 
Um, but definitely nerve wracking. So I didn't know if it was Diane or Heidi that I was going against. So knowing two great ladies that I'd have to pull against was very nerve wracking. Yeah. And add in Bonnie in there too. And any one of those three, you know, as a first timer having to play would certainly have some nerves in there, but you handled the situation well and congratulations, very deserved winner there. All right, let's move to what do we got next there, Carrie? So ladies division. Um, so it ends up being a little bit in the, you know, 115 to 96 points, a little bit more of a gap than what it seemed like because we played 10 games on Thursday, eight games on Saturday, Friday, seven games on Saturday. Um, you know, it kind of looks like it was a runaway a bit, but there was a little bit of nerves for the Edmonton ladies team on Friday night. Lost your last game before you finished and having to come back in the morning. Um, you know, I think you even had to buy first game in the morning. So there was potential for things to tighten up quite a bit there with Calgary uh, um, on, on Saturday morning. But tell us your thoughts of the ladies division there, Jenna. Um, ladies division, I mean, for our Edmonton team, like we had a pretty strong team going into it. Um, obviously, it's my first time in the Open, so I really wasn't sure what to expect with the ladies. But we were pretty okay. I think Calgary and South had us almost every game where we struggled to get it together. Like they took, I think the first two or three times we played them, like they took most of the points. And then it was the last game or two that we played that we actually won points off of them. So that was kind of where we struggled. Otherwise we threw pretty well as a team. Like there was not a lot of, um, issues with the dynamic and everything. I mean, one of us might have had an off game, but um, it was mainly like Calgary and South that had us. And I know the Friday night we were, but all three of the nights we were pretty much done by the last two games. So that's kind of where those losses came in. I think yeah. um, it was, we were just ready for another start. And then the Saturday morning we came in and it was, our game and our day and we knew what we needed to do. And obviously you can tell by having 115 points at our last game, it didn't even matter what we threw. We had it in the bag. So. But. And you personally there had a 16 uh, win uh, tournament. I, pretty amazing. I again, didn't pay attention to any of that. Um, <laughs> Len was the one to tell me, I think going into our last game, he's like, I think you have a shot at, um, high points and high average. And I'm like, okay, like good to know. And then um, didn't win my point last game. I think I punched eight, seven head pins. And, um, but it Thanks, was amazing guys. feeling. I threw really well that weekend and it, it felt really, really good. Um, can you maybe touch base on, I, I, we were bowling beside you some of the games. It seemed every time when you're playing Calgary against the Mara, you guys had huge games against each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> Demare has kind of been that one person for me that I don't want to bowl against. I mean, <laughs> plays really well. And I think she threw a 368 at me. Um, and I think I threw a 306. And that was very, very devastating. And then the last game we played them, I was like, I'm not letting her win again. And I think <laughs> I threw, we struggled. I think I only had 130 and six or something and ended up throwing six in a row to beat her with a 299 so that was an amazing feeling to beat the person i don't want to beat me um but yeah the first i mean i played lead so having to play lead and pull well and get the team going for calgary was a big deal 
Well, it was fun to watch and obviously a big win there for the Edmonton ladies. On to the next one there, Carrie. What do we got? I have the men's division. There's the men's. So men's, um, you know, again, another 20-point victory. In all honesty, a little bit more comfortable win than what the ladies would have been. I mean, the guys, you sort of had that three, four games to go uh, in there. And and really, it was just the Edmonton men's team, that the train to come in. Um, but you did lose the very first game. You had a bye. And then a lot <laughs> north. We we we, we lost we lost every first game of the day. <laughs> we lost every first game of the day. So uh, whether that was a wake up call, maybe Adam can attest on that, and it helped us. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely slow starters. But the one thing I will say that what I, I definitely found this year, it, it felt like there was more parity uh, within uh, the you know the five zones for for the men's teams. Um, that that North team had a lot of firepower, um, but, uh, you know, the Tonkin boys, especially, uh, Scotty Helka played, you know, a couple of really nice games there. Uh, but they were, they seemed to be in way more matches than, than I, I would say the normal and, uh, the, the, the South teams were, were phenomenal as well. So, um, yeah, we, we struggled a, a couple games against each of those guys, but, uh, yeah, o- overall, uh, we're pretty comfortable. Uh, we're, you know, leading after each day. Um, good mindsets being able to go into the next day and then, you know, of course, lose that first match. Kind of, you know, bring us back down to earth a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. team, team played played absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, threw, threw some, some, some record scores in there. Um, Calgary and Central probably didn't enjoy playing us the first couple days, to, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we shot, you know, multiple 1500s at Calgary, uh, shot, shot the 1637 at, uh, at central there, which I, I believe is a, uh, an Alberta record if, uh, if I heard record. correctly. So, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the, the, the team played phenomenal and, and our bench play, um, what was nothing, you know, short of spectacular, I, I, I you know, hearsay, I guess, but um, uh, my understanding is our, our bench came came in and averaged about three hundred three. Wow! Um, as a bench, uh, they they weren't necessarily winning individual matches, uh, but it was a complete turnaround for the team uh, once they came in because uh, they were they were throwing you know a triple four bagger and then the team would just start absolutely rolling. So yeah, three three hundred five, yeah, three hundred five average coming off the bench. Wow. It's, yeah. uh, um, and I think that that was the key for the. We we played really well that way. Um, I have to admit, like there was a match against Calgary. Um, we talked about it. I mean, Parker, we're talking about probably one of the best matches I've ever been a part of. At one point, I think it was frame four to frame seven, or frame five to frame eight out of twenty possible strikes. He shot eighteen in a row, right? And uh, it was just ball for ball at that point, right? And uh, uh, I mean, that's exactly what we were expecting going to Bonnie Dune. It was supposed to be those big scores and whatnot, and. Um, I had a point that the ladies team, um, I think had 32 marks in a row, Yeah. right? The Edmonton ladies team, you know, yeah. the Edmonton mixed team, they broke a mixed team national re- or provincial record as well. So there were okay. some, you know, big games in there. Even looking through the stats pack, there several 270 averages, you know, Bobby Tompkins, Bobby Doodle from, uh, 
the North, he's over 270. You know, Shelby Crest is over 270. The entire men's team from Edmonton was over 270, right? So they were the scores were there, just not the 400s and 440s and a runs of perfect games, I think. But. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a big win from the Edmonton, uh, and, and all accounts, Tim. I know you tried to deflect uh, the pressure away from the Edmonton uh, men's team, but we all knew that the Edmonton men's was the favorite heading in, uh, and you you lived up to your the hype uh, and and through a big tournament. So, Kerry, further further thoughts there from Central. I know you were on Central. You know had even a couple of different game plans. Sometimes you said, you know, we tried to play the quiet game against them. But but the Edmonton zone were able to feed off of themselves and and just so whatever game you could play it didn't matter because they were doing their own thing. Yeah, we we clearly figured it out after the first day that um, we couldn't fireball with Edmonton. There wasn't wasn't really that option. So um, going into the second day, we kind of thought, well, maybe we'll just we'll stay quiet because Central's kind of known as a quiet team anyway. So. Let's just not get over pumped. Maybe it'll draw some attention from Edmonton just a little bit. It didn't need to be much, but um, I think that's when they came out and threw the sixteen thirty-seven at us. They were just rolling themselves. There was nothing. There was nothing we could do to douse what they were doing. And it's not like we were playing bad. We shot fourteen hundred. It's just it's the way that the was ball Shelby's rolls. nine bagger, right? I moved the camera yeah. midway through that game. Shelby's nine bagger. We're all we're all watching for this. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, it, Ed, Edmonton. It was the team to win in Bonnie Dune, hands down. There was no no question about it. And like you were saying, Tim was doing a little bit of deflection and stuff like that. And a good on him to help whatever whatever Tim was going through with that to help that. But it when you qualify out of that center for half year qualifying, um. And all those players play really well at Bonnie Dune. There's not not a single player on that team that doesn't play well at Bonnie Dune. So, um, yeah, it's just it was clearly the team to beat, and they showed it. They 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 played unreal. Like you said, the whole team averaged over 270. Right? Yeah. Pretty tough to beat a team like that. Yeah, but re- realistically, though, the the so-called big three, uh, every single one of those players on both of those uh, those teams hit the middle a ton. And if you hit the middle of a ton at Bonnie Dune, you're supposed to score. So realistically, with us averaging you know 15 to 20 pins higher per person uh, on occasion, um, there, there, there's more to it than than just you know Edmonton players playing at Bonnie Dune, right? We we played. Oh better. no! Don't don't take me wrong. That your players can't play anywhere else, Adam. Just saying that those players at Bonnie Dune are the best players. Right, it, it. You can go back through all the leagues. That that's part of the Edmonton at Bonnie Dune, right? It, it's not a bad thing. It's not anything saying against them. We're coming into a house that nobody plays at. Like Mark Miller's never played seventeen-inch bases, or black and stuff like that. So it's coming out of their element and trying to find something that's going to work. And some players did, and but there was a lot that didn't either. Hmm. It was right? it was certainly so, the advantage to Edmonton, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, that's all me. it is. And and you yeah. guys clearly played the best. You were hitting the side a ton. Nobody was getting thick hits or anything like that. Besides Adam, a little bit, you were getting the thick yeah. crunchers. But that's your game. So yeah, uh, I, I get those yeah. anyways, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it's not anything bad. It's just 
it was clearly the team to beat and no, we didn't step up enough in order to stop that. And good on you. I, I can't wait to cheer you on in Newfoundland and represent Alberta, right? Yeah. So, but fun me. Uh, by the way, I, I, by the way, Tim ducked me to save his all star. Oh no, no, I, and I'll, okay. Let, let's clarify. I got, a, I got a couple things to clarify here. <laughs> one, one, I did not duck you. Lynn sat me, and I didn't even know about it. And then I said to Adam in the pit, I was like, "Oh, he's sitting me. I didn't know that, right?" And he's like, "Well, do you want to play? Like, ask me if I want to play." I was like, "And Tim's no, like, I, no, because he's playing carry." I was like, "I didn't know I was playing carry." <laughs> Um, but I played. The, I played the next match, and I didn't duck hockey, and he still owes me a drink. Uh, two, two. I I personally did think you guys were the best team, and, I, and I'm saying that still now. Um, try to stay humble the best you can. I know maybe not everybody on my team is that way, uh, but we try to. And I looking at the you, way you can't you, you can't say that now after the tournament. You can't always, be like, think I, you guys are still the best team. No, really, you won by a thousand. I was going in that way. And sec, th- third of all, if anybody knows, uh, maybe this is a topic, Carrie uh, took my mojo and called me out in the middle of the match. Absolutely crazy. Like, like we all, all guys' teams have, <laughs> have little quirks and stuff like that. And Pro League ruined it because he knows my little quirk. And uh, he called me in the middle of the match. And, and then we promptly shot 1,600 against him. But that's besides the point. He, what we, do you mean promptly? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I was, honestly, I was a little mind, mind blowing there a little bit. Because I, I was like, man, are they going to do that to me too now? What's your thing? You can't do something and get caught and then be hurt when somebody calls you out on it. <laughs> That's no, part of the game, no, too. It, 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 it was, you just it do was, it twice as much. It wasn't necessarily a hurt. It was like, I got beat. I got beat real bad there. But then but then we're staying in the hotel room later that night, and everybody else is coming up with their things that they do, right? I was like, that son of a bitch. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the mixed team here. So this is the closest <laughs> division at the end of the day. Um, Calgary ends up getting it done, and they just seem to be a unit there on Saturday that were, were coming. The last three games, 6 7 7 was pretty big. Um, the Edmonton 92, North, South, and Central, all four of those teams honestly had a shot at it. I think it was the last going into the very last game, all three teams were within one point, yeah. Um, and Calgary, uh, you know, obviously, you see 7 2 there, different, so it, it was really close couple of points in Calgary. I think they're four and five. Well, Rob Wolfson and Mike Herbert both had started with five baggers. Yeah. I so it was, was kind of done, s- done there. 760 double or something between the two. Yeah. Um, now the stats pack is a little wrong because I know central got third. Right. Just with the tiebreaker. Um, but like if you were there, it was probably the most exciting last match. Right. I mean, Calgary's facing South Edmonton's facing central and central's not giving up on being Edmonton. Right. So it was, uh, it was a hell of a it was a hell of a finish watching it from in the pit. Yeah, really cool. Hey, have you guys ever seen in any of the three divisions four teams that close at the no. end of it all? I don't think oh. you see that four teams, maybe three, no. uh, but four certainly, and that's great to see. I mean, that's the depth of the the province uh, at all the levels that you could do that, right? I mean, uh, it, it's just great to see. So you got Rob Wilson there. I think he had a big tournament um yeah it was 269 right cody cody steer from edmonton he won 16 matches yeah 
you know, but that Calgary team, you know, uh, Bev Magnus and uh, and Dina, uh, you know, just power throwers that were there. Pam Wilson, coached by an experienced team in, in Jeff Wilson, right, uh, being there. So uh, kudos to them. Obviously, very heartbreaking for us in Edmonton and, and not having the Edmonton sweep um, for them and our and our five pin U buddy Dexter. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And- no, it's a, it's a big big moment for for Wolfson as well. Um, his uh, his last Nationals was uh, 16 years ago, and I played on that team, and it just happened to be in Newfoundland. Uh, we played on that mixed team, and uh, didn't didn't end as as well as we were hoping. So, uh, for for him to kind of get that that little bit of redemption, and you know, a chance to go back and, and you know. Uh, where that that blue, um, he he had masters taken away from him a couple of years ago with COVID, um, so the the perseverance and still being able to get out there and make that nationals, it was uh, it's a really really big deal for that guy. Yeah, I'm super yeah. happy for him. And he's had a great year, right? And, oh, and we yeah. knew it. We knew that team. I mean, they struggled a bit during the middle of the tournament, um, but when it came down to making the big shots and making and winning the matches, they did. You know, they went four and one against Edmonton. Right in the tournament. Yeah. So if you look at something, that's where a couple it's of the difference. Are that's that's yeah. the difference, right? It's, it's uh, so good on Robbie. Good on that. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, anything else from you, Jenna, that you saw from the Alberta Provincials that uh, you know were key moments? Obviously, uh, you know some big games or big matches or people that were playing. What are your thoughts? Wrap it up for us. Um, I mean, I'm still kind of trying to get it to sink in. It hasn't fully sunk in the whole tournament. Um, but I mean, bowling out of Alberta has always been very tough. So having the best of the best adults to be in the same space, men and women is always a great experience. Um, bowling when you, like you said, Alberta has mixed, so you can have, you be beside a men's team or a mixed team that kind of always gets people fired up. So watching the men's and women's bowl, great games is always amazing, but yeah. So Jenna, yeah. knowing that in a couple months you have to play all day, every day um, for both singles and teams. Uh, I know Adam's in his peak physical condition right now, <laughs> but is there is there anything that you're going to be working on or focusing on to handle that? Um, I mean, it is a learning curve because I haven't experienced it. I am also still coming off of an injury, so I'm not sure how that's going to go. Um I mean, I have been at the peak of my game right now. It has felt really good compared to the last couple of years. Um, I've kind of gotten that feeling of what feels good. So my game necessarily, um, it's more mental than anything. I know Dexter's always said I don't have the confidence, and that's where a lot of um, when I struggle it comes into, is understanding that I can compete with these ladies, and clearly I proved it this weekend. Um, But my game has it's the same. It's mostly just confidence for me than anything. And it, it'll be a long weekend for sure, but it's definitely um, an exciting experience to be able to be part of. Good work. And then for you, Adam, anything, uh, any key moments that you would have seen across the weekend that uh, we need to make mention of? Yeah. I don't know. A couple of things that, that really caught my eye. Uh, no, no perfect game that, that everyone was thinking. Um, only I think three, four hundreds total. Yeah, uh, it, well, yeah, chopped cherry three ninety eight. Well, well done. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it it was just really nice to get together again, uh, seeing everybody without masks. You know, getting the high fives again. It, it, it kind of felt like things were somewhat normal. 
I, I know there was uh, uh, a lot of a lot of great bowling, right? The, the, you, you expect big scores out there. Uh, watching you know Jenna's performance all weekend was phenomenal. Uh, from from Ty's heartbreak in the singles to watching him perform uh, as our, our lead uh, all, all week was was phenomenal to watch as well. So um, really, really looking forward to to, to nationals. Uh, like Jenna, I'm, I'm battling a, a few pretty significant injuries as well. Uh, so so that uh, that double duty is going to be you know difficult and, and uh, you know expecting especially after listening to Brad Glenn earlier today, uh, expecting you know lanes to be a little bit heavier. Um, and a uh, little bit tougher, right? So we're going to be throwing more balls on, on heavier approaches, and um, you know we'll we'll get the right mindset. And once you're in the moment, it's uh, kind kind of becomes easy, Jenna. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> we're hoping. Just remember, Adam, um, when you go to that uh, individual second, you're a team player first, right? So yeah. keep that keep that mindset right there for us, right? Yeah, need... Always a team player, Timmy. You know <laughs> Thanks for the but, reminder, Timmy. But um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching bowling this weekend. I mean, I I said to Lynn multiple times, I absolutely love watching Vic play, Gary play, um, and watching some of these other players that we haven't seen in a long time play. Um, it was crazy watching the banquet. Uh, first time we had a banquet in three years and for 95% of it, people were just talking and socializing because they haven't seen each other in so long. Um, it, it was just nice to get on the lanes and, and get to see some people and reconnect. And I think that's, it's, that's always the best part about it all. Yeah. You betcha. Well, let's let these two go, Carrie, and we'll wrap up our little bit and, uh, and we'll do it. But obviously great weekend for both of you, Adam and Jenna representing Alberta um double champs there's a few of you out there crystal as well um but uh, it'll have Shane a chafe in chafe yeah there's going to be a few so. greg degrazia yeah yeah that's awesome uh, that's good. good luck guys Thank have, you. A, have a great national and obviously we're going to see you two a few more times before that happens but uh yeah good luck okay thank you thank Bye. you uh fun yeah so that was a good show. Lots of, like I said, uh, podcast of champions. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Part of it, you know, thanks to all the people that are watching and listening and being engaged. Um, you know, I I didn't say thanks to Five Pin Universe at the banquet. Had a few things going, but <laughs> honestly, I do believe Five Pin Universe has been a driving force in why bowling is so popular and it's so easy to talk to people. And we have this podcast and we have live stream going on. So. Obviously, thanks, Carrie, for you for helping all yeah. your setup and your time and, and what we've started here. Uh, and it's super fun to be part of. And obviously, that's why, you know, campaign a bit for getting five pin you to, to Newfoundland. Um, we'll start a GoFundMe. You know, we'd love to, we'd love to come <laughs> there and, and film and commentate and and be part of it. Um, you know, so we'll look at some flights on our own. But yeah, just, <laughs> just jokes, just jokes. But, you know, it'd be cool to be there. Right. It, it, was, yeah. it was awesome. 100%. You know, talking to all these people here that are come on the show and now they're going to be at nationals. It just the, the things that we want to do and want to build for the sport. Um, it's fun. So thanks to all the people that are engaged and think people that are watching, all the people who bought merchandise over the weekend. Carrie's wearing our Chop Cherry new T-shirt right now. Uh, you know, graphic shirt line that we're going to start doing. Um, it, uh, it came to fruition. Of course, I bought the shirt on the Friday and then Saturday morning throw a 398 11 strike 
chop cherry. <laughs> what what a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get chop cherry to the to the nationals. But no. Great show. Obviously, thanks for everybody coming on. Sorry yeah. to those some provinces who we didn't get to this weekend. You did it last weekend. It was a sort of a a quick decision here. How are we going to do it? We know you didn't want to just listen to Alberta talk all week, all night. So um, we had to get you all on and we had a lot of listeners. So thank you for being part of the show. Thanks guys. Perfect. Well, we'll see you all uh, next week. Good luck for everybody playing green and gold this weekend. I think Glen Karen's having a tournament in Regina this weekend. And for all those other provinces, unfortunately we don't know a ton of what's going on in your areas, but I'm sure there's more bowling going on. Um, we look forward to talking to you again next week. But uh, if we don't see you then, we'll see you hopefully at uh, the Heritage Traditional in May. Yeah, yeah we got um, a big, big few weeks coming, right? We got Green League. Big Pro League. Big we got Pro League, League on May 1st. There you go. You bet. Right. Bombers versus Next Gen. And then Toppler Roses got the double. And then you yeah. got the week after will be the finals, right, of the Pro League yeah. finals. You and then bet. the week after will be um, Heritage. Yeah. Right. So big, big big weekends. Little snippet here. Anybody who's out here watching and you are involved in Pro League, you will see a notice here in the next week about uh, letter of intent for next year. Um, we will be starting to officially gather that list and expansion and start dealing with it. So it uh, might be time to buck up. There might be a deposit required for next year. Um, but time to get serious and start planning for next year's Pro League. So that will be coming. So if you I haven't talked to you, be sure to get in touch with me and Carrie, and we'll figure out what the plan is going to be because planning needs to begin. Expansion is happening. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to throw a tidbit out. I'm flying out tomorrow to Kelowna for IP Nationals. So if anybody wants to watch some IP Nationals, uh, everybody is going. I know I'm going to see Gerald there. It sucks to be me, but uh, we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves. Cindy and I are going out there, and uh, a bunch of us are just going to go cheer on the Team Alberta. Yeah, and awesome. the rest of Canada, yeah. Perfect. Enjoy. Good luck. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great week. Yeah.